damn it. What's wrong with my camera? We're man? live, you son of a bitch! <laughs> That's a way to start a show. <laughs> you have a vagina. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> welcome to the Smack Attack, the show of the people, by the people, for the people, definitely for the people this morning. Look, this morning, before we've even started, the chat thread between the four of us has, like, been, oh my God, I don't need coffee, and I have to call on the power of Chuck Norris to handle these fuckers this morning. So Chuck <laughs> Norris, Seaforce, is here today for me to make it through this morning. Um, because as we all know, last night was the night of champions, uh, champions, champions, you know, <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm witty like that sometimes, but we're going to introduce everybody and get started upon some fun stuff that's happened this week so far. But to begin, let's start with the AI from down under Mr. Jimmy. How are you, sir? I am real good. And I'm glitching. I'm good though. I'm real good. I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm always is glitching. Glitch, I'm always twitching, and I'm here. Is glitching a side effect of your Lebanese koala chlamydia? Oh, see, well, as I was jumping on, I heard John mention something about Lebanese. Why is Lebanese the the talk of the town all over the world? What's going on? It's it's, it's, it's their it's, month. It's their month. Well, I'll tell you one thing: you don't want Lebanese in between your knees. Trust me. I, Just saying. Okay. Why would a Lebanese? <laughs> why would someone who is a Lebanese want to be in between your legs, Jimmy? I thought they yeah. only like other women. Because if, well, if they want cheese, you can get it in between your knees. Well, we learned a few so things about Jimmy today. One, he thinks that this is a vagina. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Would you say that again? What do I think is a vagina? This, because when we came on the air, you're like, I am a vagina. I am a vagina. <laughs> no, I never said that. Yeah. Okay. This fellow over here said that. He's like, look, he looks like a cock-sucking chicken. <laughs> Okay. He thinks that that's what a cocksucking chicken looks like. We all know what cocksucking chickens look like, Jimmy. We're, we're adults, uh, and 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 you've had Lebanese between your knees. Okay, this is this is this show has already been well worth the time. Happy yeah, Pride Lebanese. Month, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's, uh, let's look. We're already starting off great. This is these are lucky more entertaining girl. than most WWE shows. So let's go ahead and go over next to him over here. Uh, this gentleman down in the corner over there, wherever we go, we're right there. Uh, we're going to start with our resident Canadian, not yankee And by the way, there's only one Yankee in this goddamn chat right now. That's what I said. It's not, it's not this man right here. Chris, give him, tell him where you're at. What's up? Yo, I'm Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S. Like, lambs with no L are bullshit first thing in the morning. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, don't worry. I'll remind you. I uh, want to wish a, a happy Pride Month to everybody out there <laughs> celebrating their Pride Month. Um, we've had some pretty funny interactions already online. Jimmy and I did a did a did a pretty gay version <laughs> of, uh, of the skirmish this, this week already uh, to celebrate the start of the month. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm honestly thinking that uh, that you know, as the PWC, we really ought to do like a like a one of those evergreen shows where we just talk about <laughs> the gayest moments in professional wrestling. I think that's a great, great idea. Fun. I think it's a Actually, good idea. I'm not I'm not even being idea. funny. And you know what? Chuck and Billy wouldn't even make the top ten, probably. Oh, actually, they would make our top ten, probably. Why well, limit it to ten? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to participate in a show that's that's not going to have Chuck and Billy involved. Hey, we can make it into a gangbang. As a matter of fact, Chris, you know what? Since Pride Month does go till the end of the month, 
Maybe we should do a, a gayest episode. HLA is number one. So Oh, hot lesbian action. I like. Wait, wait, wait. We cannot pass over the, the genius that is Jimmy right there. Wait, since Pride Month goes till... Oh, no, wait, month, wait, wait. It's over now, isn't it? I know it just well, started. Not, not in Australia. Oh, no, it just started. No, you're right. I don't even know what's going on anymore, man. And Fucking listen. hell. There's so many letters in, in that acronym now that, that Mark Henry and May Young giving birth to a hand has to fit in there somewhere. It's got to be somewhere in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. LGBTQIAA plus, or, or no, 2S plus. 24-7, I-95 West. <laughs> <laughs> That's so one big it... highway, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> More <laughs> the breaststroke. <laughs> as you guys see we're we're very subdued this morning but let's go ahead and kick it over to the to the most evil evil gardener of doom over here right next to me right here uh dr jeff how are you this morning sir definitely a yankee joe dimaggio our lonely nation turns our eyes to you i've eaten at mickey mantle's restaurants in two cities i i i know where i was with when thurman munson died uh greg nettles is the greatest third baseman of all time Reggie is Mr. October, and I've had the, the Reggie bar, and I absolutely bought a TV because it was Reggie Vision. Uh, okay, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm okay That's with right. everything until the Fuck third base thing. Come on. How dare you? How dare you not even mention the name of Mike Schmidt? Mike Schmidt is far superior third baseman. Who? Yeah. You know, don't even fucking kid with me right now. Like, Philly's third baseman, Mike Schmidt. Do you mean do you mean Scott Brocious or Wade Boggs? No, I don't. I mean, you never Mike played Schmidt. on any other teams, either of those guys. Um, yes, I did. Maybe maybe Alex Rodriguez, yeah, excellent third baseman. Yeah. No, no, we're talking Mike Schmidt, and that's all, all we're right. talking about today. I'm um, look. He's a Northeast guy. He was from that area. I mean, yes, it was Philly, but that's close enough. That's Yankee area. You got to give some love to that. Anyway. He had a great I, mustache. I, I I can, oh, look, look. The Mike Smith mustache is like easily probably top 10 mustaches. Actually, in, in fairness, from that era, my, my my top three third baseman would be Mike Schmidt, Greg Nettles, and George Brett, if nothing else, but the Pine Bar incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a great moment. Yeah. I think Patrick you know. Waugh is the greatest goaltender of all time. That's Look, uh, look I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, I mean, of course, my only other informations of goaltenders are uh ottinger right now for the stars and uh eddie belfour yeah yeah belfour uh, like brother open up wawa the excellent chain it feels but like... really but 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 really the argument is between patrick waugh and martin Brodeur. to be mm-hmm. honest with you. those are the two greatest of all time oh yeah oh yeah easily uh, well, aren't, weren't those two of napoleon's generals <laughs> uh probably <laughs> okay could be excellent. from way back in the day you know so, gentlemen, I mean, you've already entertained me well this morning, so I'm looking forward to the rest of this morning today. But um, I did, I put something in the chat before we just blew up our own chat today. Um, and I saw this, and it made me interesting because it does affect SmackDown specifically. Um, apparently, Pat McAfee is getting $85 million for four years for ESPN. Shit. Uh, yeah, that just came out, I think, Thursday, and I think I dropped that in the chat or something like that. Uh, gentlemen, does, does this essentially mean the end of Pat McAfee with WWE and SmackDown and announcing? One hundred percent. Yeah, you think one hundred percent, or or do you? If it's feel that like, sort of money, absolutely. 
Yeah. Oh, regularly? Absolutely. But do I think he's going to show up at special events? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was going. That was going to be my next part. Do you feel like he still warrants being brought in for special events? If he's like, if he's only going to be WrestleMania, I mean, what good is that if he's only watching the product once a year because he's doing football and doing all those other things? Because we know he's not watching. He made it very clear at WrestleMania that he's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that was about twenty five percent of what he said at WrestleMania. It's exciting, cool, but is that something I want to hear from my commentary desk? So do you feel like this is something that is, like, is it good to bring him in for something like that when you hear that all the time, guys? I mean, anybody's thoughts? Jeff, what do you think on this one? Um, I, I, you know, listen, it was fun to see Pat again, but given what he said in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have, because why do you want to feature somebody who clearly doesn't watch the product who's supposed to be representing the product so no i don't think that's good and you know i you know if we never saw pat again in in wwe that would that would be fine except now he's sort of left on a sour note so i think he's got to do something else i don't know i don't really like celebrity matches anyway so you know what i'm happy enough to not see pat again or if he's going to do something he should do some homework on whatever his segment's going to be and and not sort of embarrass the product 85 million dollars I, I mean that you know Obviously, it's just because his brand can cross radio, internet, podcast, TV. You know, it, it's obviously going to be it's going to be all forms of terrestrial and, and extraterrestrial entertainment that they can pay one guy for. You know, and he can comment on a bunch of things. Um, I can't even wrap my arms around that you that that somebody is worth one individual is worth that kind of money for yeah. pretty, pretty much anything it's bizarre right to me just when you think bubbles are going to burst something like this happens um but that wasn't your question yeah he, he you know no i didn't think that was a good moment and like i said i think if he's coming back again he should be well versed in either the product or at least the part of the product that he's going to be involved with yeah okay chris what are your thoughts um hey he's an entertaining guy when he's there when he shows up he's a lot of fun uh he's got a lot of excitement he brings something new and interesting to the booth um to be honest with you he's about the only way that i can stand listening to michael cole is if he happens to be on there with uh with pat mcafee but what do i think is a better is is the better you know outcome here get rid of Michael Cole and also never see Pat McAfee again? Yes, that's the one that I would prefer. Um, as far as is this the end for Pat McAfee, I think that's very, I, I think that that's very much people jumping to conclusions. That's wrestling fans being paranoid. Pat McAfee could easily have told ESPN, hey, listen, I, I want to still be able to show up to WWE events every once in a while. And ESPN may very well have said, sure, Pat, whatever. We don't care. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, he Jimmy, thoughts. Do, well, I'm sorry, I know, oh, I know it's not my turn, but he can also, I mean, ESPN has a relationship with the people in Endeavor and Nick Khan. He can probably do, like, interview shows with WWE people, like either, you know, 10, 15-minute segments or one-hour shows that's used on ESPN. Well, I mean, he's already doing that with his show, right? I mean, he has wrestlers. He's had Michael Cole. He's had other WWE stars on his, his current Baker, show. Vince. You know, you know, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I... Like, to me, uh, the only thing I can see, he's not involved in shows anymore, per se. But like you said, Jeff, um, he does more of the interview type stuff where then WWE can take that footage and go, hey, 
this week Roman Reigns was on with Matt Pat McAfee. Let's get a listen to a little bit of what he said, you know, and and go that route with it. So, uh, but it would be, but I guess my thought is, and I and Jimmy will get to you in a second, but my thought is, there's no way that he's coming back as a regular entertainment, or should he? And he shouldn't personally. I don't think he should be on the mic at all, except for maybe an interview segment or a backstage you know, backstage thing every now and then. But that's my thought. But Jimmy, what are your th- thoughts on Pat? Well, first of all, I'm going to go against what Chris said because the longer Pat McAfee doesn't appear, the longer we're going to get Michael Cole on the commentary desk. I'm just saying. That's what he said. He actually was on Pat McAfee's uh, podcast, I think about three weeks ago. And he basically said, I am going to wait around, even if I'm 70, because he wants to retire very soon. He's actually said that that he's going to wait around to have at least one last run with Pat McAfee on the desk. But now after today's news, was it today it was announced, right, John? Uh, I think I put it in the chat Thursday, if I remember oh. correctly. It was okay, like, well, it's still it was, pretty it was this week. Yeah, it was this week. Right. Well, now, unfortunately, we're going to have Michael Cole fucking sitting around until Pat McAfee has his one last run, man. And it's a shame, but I understand why... He would take that up. I mean, mm-hmm. and I personally think he actually enjoys doing the WWE thing probably a lot more than even the football thing, even though he's a football guy. But when you get offered that sort of money, you'd be an idiot not to take it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if someone says, hey, I want to give you $85 million a year to, like, you know, help kids, I'm not going to say, well, you know, I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. my $40,000 a year job. I'm, I think I'm going to stay where I'm at. I'm fine. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm going to jump on that too. But I, I think, I think honestly, the question becomes with WWE, with Endeavor, with all this coming about is what's the best use of Pat McAfee? And then two, when this merger is finalized, is there a possibility that even though Michael Cole, and even though he's been entrenched and has said, I want to retire and have one more run with Pat McAfee, could somebody, could they come in and say, you know what, you know, Michael Cole, you've been great. Why don't we go ahead and let you just like ride out into the sunset, you know, despite mm. his witches, you know, to me right Michael now. Michael Cole doesn't get to decide when he retires. I'm sorry, but no, you actually, don't. You he's don't got a get lot more to decide power, though. That. No, you he's don't get to decide that in professional wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Vince got told to fuck off. Right. So. Well, Michael Cole doesn't get to decide when he retires. Vince came back with the hostile takeover, though, if you know what I mean, and then went bang with the company. Michael Cole doesn't have 51% of the fucking shares of the company. Right. The one thing I can say, Michael Cole is pretty much the head of the commentator's desk, pretty much. When it comes to even the new guys coming in, he's the one that takes one of the things. He was, but not anymore. all, All of these things are possible. Right. I, all, all that we know is that Endeavor has said that WWE will operate independently as its own thing, as will UFC. And they will barely, if ever, get involved, barely an inconvenience, unless they have to. Um, I don't think that it matters what Michael Cole said about having one more run with Pat McAfee. That's a nice comment, but I think it's irrelevant to any long-term decision-making. Uh, when Michael Cole wants to retire... That's only relevant to the extent that his employers want to leave him out there until he retires or what role it will be until he gets to retire. I mean, he may be a backstage producer. Whatever it is, I don't know why we're spending this much time on Michael Cole, period. Though I I was ruminating on our conversations before, and sometimes you stumble upon great ideas accidentally, and I think we just did. Like every month is something month, and I think every month we should do a featured show 
on the PWC. You know, we're not we're on Hameen Media right now, but mm-hmm. I can't speak for Hameen Media Group. They you know they they can certainly make their own decision. But I think every month we should do something for whatever that month is. And if this so if June starts with Pride, fine. Whatever next month is, we'll do the next month. Whatever. It's just uh you know the I know we just missed AAPI. I I know that we missed a whole host of it, but we can we can do that every month as a fun little show. Sure. Sounds interesting. Sounds like a good idea to me. I mean, <laughs> look, if y'all if y'all ever need a guest to jump on, I'll I'll gladly do that with you. As long as it's not like at two uh, in the we, morning. We, we are looking for more staff members. Cast members. I'm sorry, cast members. Staff required payment. Stuff. You've got an open door policy with us, man. I've told you a million times. You, you can come on. All you got to do is just jump in. <laughs> just tell me. And every I now and then, I pop. I, like I wake up from my midnight nap or, or midnight whatever to go pee because I'm an old man. Uh, I'll randomly throw in a comment and then go back to bed. You know. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. I like yeah. how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and I'm back to bed now. But uh, you know, the other thing I did want to talk about. All right, so they did announce finally AEW's video game Fight Forever is going to be coming out at the end of this month as well. I think they listed it as a the the June 29th or something like 29th, that. 29th, right? Yeah. Yes, yep. Uh, release date. Um, look, the only reason why I know about this is because once again, my friend Lance Archer just tends to, you know, share these things because he is a good AEW employee and a good person. Um, and he shares the companies that he works for because he's a good soldier and that's what he is does. He in the game? Huh? Is yes, he in he's the in the game. He okay. is in the game because they, he, he actually has video stills of him in the game. Um, look, everything I've seen from this game, I'm not going to lie, it looks like some retro bullshit and it's kind of, <laughs> kind of bad. Um, and then they, so supposedly Lance is in a part of the first 40 people who are on the roster, and then they're going to release a whole bunch more via DLC. Um, which, Can he win? Can he win matches in the game? Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're setting up the matches, you Actually, probably. Lance is in the game as straight away, like on launch. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm so, saying. He's, he's part of the right. 40 that's, I think, or 45 yeah. that are part of it. And then there's a DLC for others. Um, but it, which I think the other thing was Cody Rhodes is in the game. Yep. Um, so interesting. Somebody made the comparison. This is like Rick Rude being on WCW Nitro and WWF Raw on the I same night. I hate that Mark Todd shit. It's nothing alike. <laughs> I, I know it's not. But it is interesting that even after, because I understand all the development and everything, you have Cody Rhodes in AEW's game. Plus, now he's in WWE uh, 2K23. Um, it, it makes for an interesting idea of you have WWE with their game, and they've been in development for a very long time, so they, they're doing a lot of things. And we've seen them transition. You know, they Obviously, they took a year off because the game was so bad that they are doing this. Now we have AEW coming in with this game. And look... I, I'm not impressed at all. Uh, everything I, I've seen, it looks terrible. It looks awful. It looks like it looks like a step above WrestleMania back in the days in the in the '90s when you're in the arcade and you line your quarters up on the cabinet hey, waiting to play next. Days, man. Right, but I mean <laughs> the gameplay, it, like everything I've seen, and I mean I just I don't understand. And again, I'm saying this because I love Lance, and I don't want to see him done this way. And it, he just it oh. looks awful. The stuff oh. of him on there, it looks awful. And other people, it looks awful. Like, they, he posted a picture of him and Chris Statlander, I guess, is their character pick. And, like, it looked like shit. And Did he acknowledge that? that? 
No, he didn't. He didn't. Okay, all right. Dang. No, he doesn't. Can't just say he's he doesn't own a gaming system. So he goes, really? I need to I need to get a guys, tell me what gaming system I need to get so I guess I can start playing myself, which sounds weird. But I guess I guess this is the long this is I know this is the longest question ever. I guess the question becomes um I know this is the first giving, you know, first sample for AEW and their fight game um, and, and going into video games. If we're honest, is this a good start or because of what has been precedented with WWE and all the other things that have been done in the past, is this is this going to end up hurting AEW and the product in the long run or, or them being able to continue with a game like this? Uh, or do they do they need... Is this like okay? This is their first chance. We're gonna give them a shot. It, it, yeah, we get first timers are sometimes not always the best. You know, especially when you have sex when you have when you're a virgin. Your first time is never the best, and we go from there. So, uh, so why don't we start with uh, why don't we start with Jimmy? Jimmy, what do you think? Is only, this a- right? Well, only reason why I want to quickly get what I wanted to say is because I actually took a little deep dive into the game just a little bit earlier before we started this show, and. First of all, as far as Cody goes, the reason why Cody is in the game still is because Kenny wanted him to be in the game still. They were going to take him out, but Kenny goes, he's an important part of AEW's creation and all that. And it's only right to have one of the guys that helped form the company in the game. Because basically it's a it's a game about AEW how, you know, first starting and getting to today's point, basically, right? So there's kind of a story mode in it, which is, seems decent. Number two, I was slamming the game initially, right? But after looking at more videos and, and more videos coming out, it's actually got a lot more better things that WB's games don't even have. For example, don't shoot me. I'm just using this as an example. You can do the stupid bullshit kicks with Orange Cassidy. You can even get on your knees, you know, like the Ric Flair styles, where you like, no, no. And then boom, like, you know, do a nut shot or whatever. But MJF style, you can do all that stuff, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and the game right now is moving a lot more, f- like, fluidly, man. So I don't think the game is going to be as bad as people think. But let's not get it twisted. It's definitely not going to be WB 2K23. Although it will be a much better game than you than you expect. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about this game? It's potential hurting or helping of AEW, and I mean, I'm not a gamer, and I don't know if you are or not, so... Uh, or not this is not even. So is there a little opinion about the, the game flow or or the graphics or, or the technology? Um, I don't think it's going to help or hurt AEW. I think it's irrelevant. It's, it's a game. It's an ancillary product. I, I don't think the quality... The WWE video games are generally are the standard, and they're excellent, and they, they're probably some of the best games they come out came out with have probably coincided with some of the worst years of WWE product. So I, I don't think it, it matters. What it, it What's interesting to me, because I'm more interested in the business side of things, is that AEW developed this internally. They insourced it. Hmm. Everybody else on earth outsources the NFL, the NBA, NHL, WWE, whatever. The companies make it. EA, 2K, whatever, whatever the names of the various companies are make it. So a, you know, from a business standpoint, It'd be interesting to see if AEW can ever make their money back on this because I've heard everything from $40 million to $80 million. Somebody said half a billion dollars. Now that's, I mean, half a billion dollars to make a game is insane. Right. Uh, but $80 million sounds insane to me to make a game. 
anyway, that's like, more realistic though, Jeff. Actually, believe it or not, my understanding though is that this game is not intended to change and be replaced every year. That you're going to have buy-ins where you can buy different characters and upgrade the game. So it may be something where you can play it for years and continue to buy it. A continuing revenue stream. We'll never know the real numbers, but it's an interesting experiment to see if companies will do better by insourcing. I suspect that mm. it's been tried and failed, which is why everybody outsources. Um, but to me, that's the really the only interesting part of it. But people who are AW fans will likely praise it, whether it deserves to be praised or not. And people who don't like AW will probably make fun of the game, whether it deserves to be made fun of or not. So, you know, hopefully one day we'll get the financial numbers on AW writ large, and and the game is going to be a not insignificant part of that um, story. The only caveat is that we have a guy who's worth about a billion and a half, and and it probably really doesn't matter if if he just loves owning a lot of racehorses. Okay, Thought and of course. Worth. The gentleman with the gaming headset on. Let's let's go to Chris. Chris, what are your thoughts on this uh, endeavor? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> whether or not you like this game is going to depend entirely upon what you're looking for in a video game. Uh, if you want a professional wrestling video game where you can just have some fun with your friends and blow each other up and set tables on fire and just do ridiculous, <laughs> insane shit, you're probably going to really like this game. It's probably going to be, you know, one of your favorites in a really long time because crazy, outlandish, ridiculous shit seems to be exactly what they were trying to fit into this game. Now, for me, I usually like. I usually like video games that have more of a story. Um, I also sometimes will play like sports games and stuff like that, but I like games where um, I can play through a story mode. For instance, um, you know, the last, uh, the last Mortal Kombat that came out, uh, you know, it got pretty, pretty good reviews, but not super high reviews. I love the new Mortal Kombat game, partially because (laughs) I really like the story mode that you can go through. I really enjoy doing that. And on that same note, the new Street Fighter is getting terrific reviews. Oh from my people. god, dude! Absolutely, okay. it looks awesome too, man. I'm not gonna play it because it's because it's a game without a story. There is no real story in the Street Fighter games. Now, oh. if you want to play a game where you just where you just get to go and beat up your friend and you get to beat up somebody online, apparently. It's fucking amazing. It's awesome. It's one of the best fighters that's ever been on the market. So that's great, and everybody's going to really love it if that's what they're into. But I'm not personally. Likewise with AEW Fight Forever, I imagine that there are going to be lots of people who really like playing fighters who love AEW Fight Forever because it's ridiculous and there's crazy shit. And you can take a – I saw John Moxley – he he uh he made a ki- he made a kick out with a fucking bomb. He threw a bomb on somebody in a triple threat yeah. match. That looks to, to get a to get a near fall. It looks stupid, but people are going to have a lot of fun with that with their friends, right? Um, so it all depends on what you're looking for in a video game. But I kind of think if what you're looking for is something, um, if you're looking for something that's just fun to play with your buddies, you're going to like AEW forever fight forever and if you and if you want something that's got more of a storyline and more of a simulation to it you're probably going to be disappointed yeah well actually there is storyline and that's actually a pretty deep storyline from what i saw today and street i'm talking about fight forever it's actually very good and it goes through the history of AEW from the beginning and no 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 no, 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 get me no no really it shows like the clips from when they made the press conferences but it's not just that 
the story apparently the story mode on that game is supposed to be better than the WWE's version apparently well so, the WWE know, doesn't really, really have a story no. I mean they, they yeah. do but it's not that's not really what you play for if you're the kind <clears throat> of person like me who likes to make universe a story mode. you play universe mode exactly. where you create your that's, own stories that's right. why I get it too but Street Fighter 6 apparently there is a story mode where you it's a free uh, roaming game too which is called uh, what was it World Warrior mode now that that's doesn't, what I that doesn't sound interesting to me and i mean I, yeah, for no, me, it's out there. reading reading it you know reading the reading the reviews is the fighting is great everything else is really shallow unless you're the vet who absolutely hates it because it forces you really? to use modern controls and he doesn't want to use modern controls he wants don't to have use the regular he <laughs> doesn't have, have to, to but it, right. it's it's a pain in the ass to get out of the modern controls and he rails on that if you ever watch his twitch stream uh and he played it the other day and he was railing about that which is a very shout outs to the vet by the way who yeah. tweeted who tweeted this week that that i'm his favorite podcaster yeah <laughs> he always said he's always tweet. said it did he yeah, tweet that, it again this week yeah no, he's always said that that chris is his fa- he looks at chris like himself he it's almost like looking in the mirror yeah before yeah. he met you that's what he said to me i kid you not <laughs> well there so you, you go. go so chris you are vet approved that's uh, that's always good uh, I did want to talk about this, Aaron Benchlomo, because I did not. I wanted to mention this because I haven't played it, but my son is playing it, and he says it's a slog. He absolutely hates slog. the game because you have to do so many quests and things, and the monies don't equate. He's like, you can kill a dragon and you get ten gold, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And you got to spend a hundred something gold to upgrade things. So um, it's it's a very grindy game, is what he called it specifically, because he's not paying for upgrades because. Uh, he has money now, and I told him if he wants to upgrade things, he has to pay for it himself. Um, Good man, you know. So, <laughs> so he's just grinding away. So he gets a little bored with it, or, or things like. So my my kid is the resident gamer um, uh, on the in the uh, in the household. So he mentioned that as well. But uh, did want to give a shout out before we get so into Aaron Ben Shlomo, of course, uh, Media M Five uh, Buckshot Kid is in the house, and who else was in here? Uh, Colin Wysong was here before we got started. And Lab Rat were here, and hopefully they make their returns now that we're back. But, um, of course, as always, the chat makes this uh, a lot more fun. Uh, those were the two main things that I wanted to talk about this week that happened. But, guys, is there anything else news-wise you want to talk about before uh, uh, before we get into last night's SmackDown? Hmm. Um, I can't think initially. Jeff, what's the news, man? You always up to date with that stuff. What's the news? Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing big. For, uh, Trish is rumored to be on a more full-time basis. We know that Ty Mello and Alexa Bliss oh. are both pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Moose is about to become a free agent, so the every the, you know the biannual speculation is, is he going to leave Impact? Spoiler, he's not. Uh, <laughs> anyways, 39 years old with NFL knees. Um you know, Blair Davenport returned to NXT. Ooh, that's exciting. Those who don't know. <laughs> the ex of Will Ospreay. Right. And Will Ospreay said, I don't care if I ever work in WWE. And the world went G. And Tony mm-hmm. Schiavone also said, I don't care if I ever re-sign with WWE. In fact, I don't want to. And the world said G. Uh, <laughs> that That's, I mean, it really hasn't been much of a news week. But you know what? If I think of anything more important. Uh, talk. We can talk. I mean, a lot of titles changed, well, but we, yeah. you know, guys, guys. Yes. yes. CM Punk was announced for Collision. Like <gasps> that's the big <gasps> story. Yeah, that well, that, that? that that is the news, and that that's uh, we're going to get to. You know, we, there were three pretty major PLEs this this week. 
One was yeah. good, one was okay, and one was bad. It's like the three bears. Uh, and yes, Tony Khan announced um, to nobody's surprise on collision, <laughs> and obviously in a desperate move to to try to move tickets in Chicago because otherwise everybody else would say, you know, make make it a surprise anticipation so people feel like they need to tune in. Right. Actually, yeah. Impact is uh, announced a tour down under, down in my neck of the woods. Except of all Walla, places, Walla. and Jeff, yeah, man, what the fuck. And when I wagga wagga Chris, right? Since you just mentioned it, and when I say it's the sticks, it is legitly the fucking sticks. I do not understand, but typical of Impact, right? To do a fucking show, not in a major city, but in the middle of shit creek, wagga wagga. I, I'll tell like, you why. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I saw that just recently. All right, explain so that to me. What happened? New Japan scheduled right. tour. They canceled yes. it because of Forbidden Door 2, which tells you mm. that Tony Khan is paying New Japan more money than their entire Australian tour was going to yield them uh, right. because of Forbidden Door 2. So, well, they started another brand here like uh, Strong, which is called Tamashi. That, they're initially going to do that. Too. Nobody cares. So yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you, that's nobody cares about. Because nobody cares about Strong either, so I'm just saying. Right, that's true too, but yeah. Right. And I'm a New Japan guy. And, I and when I tell you nobody too, cares, yeah. it doesn't mean elaborate, because nobody cares. Mm, um, they don't want to hear more, to... they want to hear less. So, right, right. New, so New Japan canceled its Australian tour, and it's not about Australia, it's about the fact that Tony Khan is a complete and total money mark that he pays them enough money to cancel a tour of an entire, you know, basically the entire landed continent uh, for one show. Uh, and what happened is Impact said, "Don't worry, we'll take those dates." So they just they just went on in and and took all the dates for for the venues, which you know probably already had deposits paid and and were all very advertising a wrestling show, et cetera, et cetera. So wherever New Japan strong pick with their little affiliate, I guess they went to smaller towns. Maybe that explains why they're somewhere in the sticks and sticks and legit. Impact, well, who where who do you think impact appeals to? They go yeah, with, that's why with, it's with funny. 300 right. But I find that funny because it's very much very impact like like to do that, right? But, but like, do you laughing. think impact is gonna be able to afford anything in Sydney or Perth or you know well, Melbourne? I mean, you know Melbourne. you know what rent is like in Probably Melbourne. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney is extremely expensive, dude. It's right. It's right and right up there with your Toronto's New York's Money it in really Australia, is. It's yeah, tight. it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> it is tight. Yeah. It is. There's Australian money right here. There you oh, go. Oh my god! All right. Oh, one last thing. <laughs> See, one... if anyone doesn't know what it looks like, there's a fifty dollar note right there. So it looks like fake Canadian <laughs> money. Um, wait, are you, is your money colorful? It probably is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, ours is really colorful now. Yeah, it's so like a like rainbow, like all kind of similar. Yeah, yeah the, exactly. The, Welcome the to Canada, where we celebrate oh, look, pride right. all the time. Yes, it's, See, there's it's your local money. indigenous fella. Okay, it's, well there you it's go. Local Canadian indigenous money. fella. So, <laughs> Wait, I'm just <laughs> but Australia. They can't even make their own money. They have to copy Canada's. You know, they, they couldn't even make their own. Excuse money. me. When did you come out with this sort of money? The, the colorful came stuff. Out that's yeah. been yeah, like, like that's how many years do you think? Fifteen years now. Fifteen. Well, it's been over twenty for us. So who copied who? Huh. No, All I right, think well. Canada was first because because it was the big deal, you know. And I think it was closer to twenty years ago because that was the whole big thing. Americans for would us is over twenty. Do you, like, do okay. hear some interesting it was twenty five. It was thirty. You have a vagina. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, we have a regina. In oh yeah, yes. regina. Sorry. Happy my bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the procedure you go to for that. Anyway. Yeah, the regina. Um, yeah. The regina is true. One last thing I did want to talk about real quick. I don't know if you guys watch TikTok or, or, or YouTube shorts or anything like that. There's this guy on there, his name is Chef Reacts, and he watches people do their cooking videos and he gives a reaction. He's very monotone, it's very funny. Uh, oh, I he's think a, I have seen it. And he's like, uh, you know, he he shits on people sometimes for their cooking, and then he'll be like, Oh, this is awful. <laughs> whatever but eight out of ten i'd eat it like you know he gives that kind of thing well apparently baron corbin went on twitter or tiktok or whatever oh, and recorded uh him cooking steaks and chef reacts reacted to it and roasted the son of a bitch like nobody's business and then the comments you know baron corbin tries to clap back and says who are you when you have a smoking hot like said something about his hot wife and it's like it has nothing to do with his wife. It has everything to do with about he's doing a shitty cooking job. And then he slapped he get, that ass too. Uh, well, yeah. But <laughs> then he goes, and the chef goes, uh, you know, I'm like, he, one of the, one of the burns was like, uh, he was formerly named happy Corbin, which is ironic because I was never happy when he was in the ring. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> like he did all these kind of things. And, and so uh, I guess the, the, the short of it is this uh, when WWE people react to something like this, Especially somebody like Baron Corbin, like right, he he's kind of become the butt of jokes. Um, the fact yeah, that he yeah. hasn't won matches, uh, he mentions Pat McAfee losing to Pat McAfee in his roast, and then later in the comments, he he says, uh, are "You who are you? I'm like one of the hottest stars in WWE." He goes, "Yeah, if you were, oh. uh, it would have been nice if you've been hotter. If your pan, if you were as hot as your pan were, you probably would have got a nice sear on your steaks. You know, Ooh. like he just is, and I mean, it continues. He's still doing like." <laughs> I mean, he's still clapping back, back and forth. At what point, for somebody like Baron Corbin, does he need to just shut up? To where, like, it's starting to sound pathetic, right? At, like the initial comment, I get leaving it, but he's continuing to clap back. At what point does Baron Corbin need to shut up and stop sounding pathetic? What you now? Years ago. <laughs> yeah, all that exactly. Spot on, right? What he, what he said. Look, look. The chef did mention this too. He couldn't get drafted in NFL, Raw, or SmackDown. He made those comments. <laughs> look, this guy. If you haven't seen his Chef reacts, go watch it. It's hilarious. Um, and then maybe in love. For look, Pride. look. Yeah. It, I'm telling you, though, <laughs> it, it Pride was month, right. for Pride Month only. Um, but you know, it's, and he it's holds a, a goal. You know, and the whole point is, he says, "Oh, eight out of ten, I'd probably eat it." He goes, "And eh, it wasn't terrible." Um, could eight out of ten, I'd eat it, right? So, I mean, he's not, you know, he's still saying he'd eat the food and, and stuff like that. And the guy's stuff is funny, but Baron Corbin, it feels like sometimes he can't take a joke. No, he right? can't. No. That's not just him, though. It's all a lot of professional wrestlers on social media cannot yeah. take a freaking joke, man. Baron you know Corbin I mean? is famously sensitive, though. The, the right. reason why yeah. he, why he didn't make any NFL teams was because he was overly sensitive and kept getting really? into fights. Is, the guy can't control his temper at all. I mean, that's wow. sort of what he's famous for in the world. Is yeah, Baron Baron Corbin cannot handle his shit. Like, just handle mm. your shit, bud. Right? Yeah. And Maybe of they course, should use that in the gimmicks somehow. Well, well, that's the whole bit. He he went on Twitter showing like. The happy Corbin bit happened because they were doing the downtrodden thing, and he went on Twitter showing he actually won money in Vegas, legitly. Oh, really? And so then they had to turn around because he fucked up his character by breaking kayfabe. That's the whole reason. So happy- that's why that happened and all that shit. Yeah, that's wow. why it turned around that quick because he fucked that, it right. up because he can't even do that. He can't even do that. And of course, yeah, Elizabeth- but you know what? He's he's an idiot. But yeah. WWE shows no creativity. 
because all they had to do was him brag about his money. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people come out saying, you've been served, you've been served liens. And, you know, basically, and then IRS comes in and a bunch of creditors take all the money right away from he's right back where he was again in the poorhouse. So right. he's even more miserable and despondent because he thought he was back on top of the world. You could have even got Rotunda a job for a couple of weeks. Right. Exactly. I, you know, Pay your taxes. Right. That, that's this is what I <laughs> wanted to happen to Cameron Grimes when he was doing the Ted DiBiase thing. That as soon right. as he got rich, the, the end of it, IRS would come in and audit him. And that right. would be, and the whole point of the story would be a fool and his money doth quickly part. But right. no, they 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 display. Listen, I get it in NXT. You don't, you're not that creative. You just want simple stories. Move on. But in WWE, I expected more. So you know, so yeah, Baron Corbin fucked it up. But hey, it took three and a half seconds for me to just come up with that concept. Right. I'm not right. saying there's a specific reason for this, but Jeff seems to be very particularly brilliant when it comes to storylines about money. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just... right. Yeah. And of course, of course, as Liz here says, it brings up courts, Winnipeg. <laughs> Outskirts. Uh, you trap this good. Yeah. Okay. That, was, that was good. Elizabeth brings up the great oh, point, too, though. Paul that... Adam Pierce. <laughs> 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 that Baron Corbin's now been regulated to NXT with Ali. So, I mean, at this point, do you even have the the right to clap back because no. you're on fucking NXT from going from there? And then Aaron brings up a good point, and I think this is something, you know, to remember, though. Ben and other wrestlers are offensive when fans say their opinions, so do the same. But that's because Ben doesn't break his character. Ben, ben very rarely breaks his character at all. I mean, um, maybe in the sm- in the moments where we have private conversations off or whatever – but when the camera's on, when he's in the wrestling ring, when he's on Twitter, Ben is that character all the time. And what private he, conversations are you having? Well, you know, sometimes in text messages and things. He, I don't have any private conversations. Well, you know. Uh, is he, he's not part of the, the office, is he? Who, oh, yeah. No, you're not part I'm of the office. I'm talking about Jeff. Yeah, yeah Jeff's not I part think of the maybe office. we should what? bring him in eventually. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, there's there's a, whole a office. You, there's a you real have a secret. <laughs> There's a secret Actually, a- HMG cabal. It really uh, is. It, it's a cabal, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But I think Ben. I think Aaron. Where the I guess the point is that Ben has said this many, many times. You target those space lasers. <laughs> I mean, Sultanate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, there you goes your chances now, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I think we'll that, that order. It, he said this millions of times. You know, he find guys who break kayfabe, who do stupid shit on Twitter, who who like with the Baron Corbin thing. He talked about it. he fucked up what was going on, and um, but you know, you wanna you wanna respect that character. You put your time and effort into it, maintain that character, and of course, we see Baron Corbin continually fucking up his own character by doing stuff like this. Well, counterpoint. If his character's an asshole, maybe he is maintaining his character. Well, right. I mean, exactly. it's it, it's still not as egregious as Braun Strowman and the Daisy Dukes. We'll put it that way. Oh, or the cat, the cat outfit, you or know? the yeah. B12s, like, or the mini skirts, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, if if your character is that you're a dickhead, just you can yeah. be a dickhead on Twitter. Sure. I mean, yeah. then what that about basically a dumb Hey, hey, listen, if you're a dumb cunt, then your Twitter re- <laughs> then your Twitter shit should be as a dumb cunt. I mean, right. listen, if you have your own personal Twitter, right, that you don't tell people about and it's just for you and your friends to, to tweet back and forth, that's fine. But if you've got a fucking Twitter handle that ends with underscore WWE, Very you better be in fucking WWE. character. Yeah. 
Right, exactly. And, I, and Aaron, I'm sorry, I did not mean to say that you said he breaks character. I'm just saying Ben doesn't. And that's, I think, the big difference between the two characters. Baron Corbin, really, he doesn't have a character because he can't keep his character because he doesn't maintain his character throughout. Um, and, and These so, are his comment, please. You got to highlight that. 100% oh, agree oh, yeah. with that. 100. Yeah. yeah, so. Get yeah, him the fuck out of this company already. I can't wait. Yeah, Braun has heard <laughs> it out for a while. Uh, I can't yeah. stand him. Elizabeth is not a fan of Braun either. Um, so, but I, I think that's more, I wasn't saying you were saying Ben Brick's here. He doesn't. I'm just saying in general, like when you see his interactions, you know, he's he's never out of character, whereas Baron Corbin is a lot of times. And some of these, a lot of these other guys are too. Um, and so that makes, I think, the, now I know everybody says kayfabe is dead, but like. It's not. You don't see MJF. Hardly MJF. ever, if ever, yeah. breaks character. You know, I think it makes him Roman Reigns. Very rarely do we see him break character. Never. You know? Unless he's on Jimmy Fallon, say. No, you know? we've seen pictures with him and his family. Well, I mean, but that's no, nah, that's different, man. Yeah, he's with his family. I mean, you can't like. But don't post you know. them. I don't think he does. I think it's the paparazzi, really, man. A lot of the times, yeah. like get those pictures. The paparazzi, no, really? Yeah, but Pepper, you know, paparazzi. But I, I, yeah, I that think. One. <laughs> I think, you know, and this, I think that's a part of the lost art form of wrestling a lot of times with these people who become wrestlers is owning that character. I mean, Matt Riddle <laughs> never breaks character. Hey, he apparently, well, Lizzo breaks character. The there you go. Lizzo, that, I don't know how people like that ass, man. That is one bad back. Look, the fact that she eats a burrito <laughs> and by, grabbing it by Yuck. the ends and eating it in the middle, um, that says that she is a, I don't I'm know. I'm going to hunt her. I don't have a problem with Liz. I have a problem with Megan the Stallion. What is Stallion Why? about her? She's a freaking horse, bro. She's not. She's not a center. <laughs> well, I mean, the way uh, she's, she's, she's kind of got that arched way like the horse in the back end. <laughs> Media bit. M5's comment, man. That's uh... <laughs> See, I, 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 I don't. I, I have you guys on Mac screen because I get distracted by the chat, so I have no idea what the chat's doing because I'd yeah. be lost in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, you're missing out. He uh, said Lizzo he also said breaks Lizzo scales. Also breaks scales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, yes. And, and then Aaron is like, "Who eats burritos from the middle? Everything will fall." Well, apparently Lizzo does because she, you know, what's I wrong with this woman, man? Look, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's wrong with people in general sometimes right i mean that's true just, too that, it, absolutely. let's be honest You're but right. and her brand her brand is that she's fat that that's that's her brand she she's leaned into it plenty she's got well, a, so what's a problem she has a clothing brand <laughs> yeah. she has a clothing brand online that you can go to where the sizes start at 6l so don't tell Oof. me that you're that you're not that that's not your your character that that isn't your right. gimmick because it is so when somebody points out hey you're kind of fat you don't get to be defensive <laughs> about it mm-hmm. you're right. leaning into it fine yeah. lean into it then but then you well, don't get to fat, be fucking you don't you're not leaning anything good fellows last yeah. I wish I could do that properly, but I can't. Chris does right. it best. Right. Go do and, it, Chris. And, Come on. And Jinder Mahal makes a good point here. And, <laughs> and I think this wraps up this conversation, really. So a troll forces a wrestler to break character, so the troll wins. I mean, really, all you're doing is you're yeah. allowing that person to have power over you and win because you, you break your character. And, um, you know, I think that's really, you know, 
the the biggest issue is you know when you get into wrestling you're gonna have people yell all kinds of shit at you and, uh-huh. and keep it even on the local level like i'm impressed with some of these guys that never break character even on the local level like you know that's impressive to me and i may not like the guy as a character but i can respect him as a wrestler because you know he's doing he his job He's doing his job. He doesn't right. break character. Look, and I might not like the guy as a wrestler, but I can respect his character. Exactly. Point in case in point, Joey Janela. I don't, I don't like him as a oh, wrestler at all, and I didn't think I liked him as a character until I would go to war with him <laughs> on social media, and he would remember me from platform to platform. Not right. really so much me, but my outrageously attractive woman, he, who he would always oh. accuse me of having water. Smart in guy, this guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I thought I hit him with a fatality, and he just rolled with it. And you know what? Unlike Baron, Cor- I just surrendered. I said, "You know what? You win. I'm I'm right. on your from now on. No matter what, you, my cyber sword is yours, my liege." Right? <laughs> Have you tried Joey uh, Janela Vision yet, Jeff? I, I no, 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 no. You should. You start seeing invisible people out there. Apparently, D- oh. does it involve visions of Penelope Ford and Brandon? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe what? I don't, like I don't even know what the fuck y'all are talking about at this point. No, so, really, you don't know. That's his gimmick. No. The Janela, you know how he comes out with the glasses. Have you seen how? He, like I mean, yeah, stuff? the yeah the, the the pit viper thingies. Yeah, right, right. Those glasses apparently have. Uh... <laughs> hey, come on, Aaron. That threw me off. He said I acted like an Italian. I'm Greek, bro. Come on. Be a Greek that, man. That's what he says. He's saying being a Greek. Nah, there you well, go. I mean, there's like at least hey. 150 miles of water hey. between the two. Uh, Actually, it only I, takes like uh, an hour or so by ferry. But anyway, by ferry? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it takes a bit longer than that, but it's very close. Anyway, anyway forget what the that. Fuck? I want to talk about this Janela Vision. Come on. Yeah, yeah, the Janela Vision. So Focus. apparently, when you put these damn glasses on, it gives you some sort of powers that you see things that you shouldn't be seeing. That's the gimmick with, with the glasses. I, I'm not kidding. That's the truth. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that what video games are? Yeah, I guess it's uh, virtual reality without the reality. In, it, in that they live? <laughs> in that the whole Roddy Roddy Piper movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, okay. yeah. All right. Except okay. I'm not sure yeah. if you see these aliens, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. No, that's the body snatchers. That's what Yeah, the, that, that, that was definitely Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland was the body snatchers. PDM5. I'm seeing what I shouldn't be seeing now. <laughs> Oh well, uh, but uh, let's hey let's let's let that I that I think that's a good end of the conversation. Thanks for just bringing the conversation to a stop, Jimmy. That was awesome. Uh, thank you. And there's no good uh, way you. to segue this, so <laughs> we'll just segue it into we're going to talk about last night's SmackDown, June second, uh, 2023, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, at the Mohegan ah. Arena at Casey Plaza. How many times have they been? Wow, it feels like they have been the Mohegan Sun Arena like at least six times this year already so far. Well, there's and, a lot of Mohegan Suns. Uh, there is. I was saying so that last they time. They probably right. have a deal with the chain that they go to the Mohegan Sun okay. wherever they are. I mean, it, okay. Because I always see the Mohegan Sun, and, I'm, and I just assume it's the same one. So I didn't realize that it's a, a chain. It's a chain of casinos. Okay. All right. Is, yeah. Well, that helps me out a little bit um, for that. Uh, so we get the start of the show. We have Michael uh, Cole and Wade Barrett there at ringside. Um, that they talk about how there's only in the 60 year history, only five title reigns have been longer than Roman Reigns, and they're doing the a thousand day run of, an, of Roman Reigns throughout the night. And then Austin Theory comes to the ring, and he's going to um, they show the video and you know, all this fun stuff. But, um, what the hell, what, what happened to my screen all of a sudden? 
Um, oh, there, there it is. Sorry, my screen flicked out there for a second. So they show some things uh, with Roman Reigns, Austin Theory. He's going to team with Pretty Deadly and the Brawling Brutes, and he wants to yeah, boys. to Austin Theory live. And then the vet's favorite team, uh, Pretty Deadly, comes out, and then um, they end up cutting the the Brawling Brutes come out with Sheamus, Ridge, and Butch. And they uh, cut the kind of talking short. And we have a six-man match, which I'm always excited for. Hey, less talking, more matchy match. So we had this. And this actually went for a pretty good time period. I want to say at least two commercial breaks, if I remember correctly, um, for this match. I think this was probably the longest match of the night, I'm going to say. It felt like, anyway, with, with two commercial breaks. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on this six-man match with Sheamus? And the Brawling Brutes versus Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly. Um, look, I'm going to have to have a vet on sometime to tell me why he thinks Pretty Deadly are the best tag teams uh, you know, in wrestling right now. I don't get it. I don't see it. Are they solid hands in the ring? Yes, they are. But, you know, I, I don't get what he's seeing, and I'm going to probably need his expertise on this. I, I felt this was fine, but uh, let's start with Chris. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on this opening match for SmackDown? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, as far as the match goes, it was it was solid. Nobody did it. Nobody made any huge mistakes. Um, There's a couple of big moments. Uh, Sheamus came off the top, uh, you know, uh, off the off the top rope to the to the floor with a double clothesline on Pretty Deadly, and then um, Butch went up and did a, a moonsault on them. Uh, you know, there's a couple of big moves like that. I think that I, I think that Pretty Deadly are definitely like they're a throwback tag team. In that um, they're heels and they're actual heels and they wrestle like heels and they act like heels and they're not trying to be cool and they don't want you to cheer for them. They just do things to make you boo them. Um, They back up. They beg off. They they do the little things that a lot of tag teams and a lot of professional wrestlers in general don't do anymore because Mm -hmm. they don't want to not look cool but not looking cool is your fucking job if you're a heel you don't want the crowd to cheer you um you know that that's that's one thing that i will say you know like uh the outsiders kind of fucked up professional wrestling a lot uh in wcw and i i love scott hall he's on my own personal um you know my personal wrestling fandom he's on my mount rushmore right scott hall's one of my favorites um but them as heels in WCW really kind of fucked up professional wrestling because mm. they were so cool that everyone now who's a bad guy imagines that they can come in and they can be Scott Hall or Kevin Nash as bad guys. And it doesn't work when professional wrestling doesn't have clear-cut heels and baby faces. And Pretty Deadly are really, really good at being really unlikable um, on purpose. So. Right. That's probably a big reason why Vet likes them so much. Um, but yeah, the match was good. The finish was good. I really liked uh, Austin Theory in here. He fired up a couple of times, and I thought, oh, there's there's a little wrinkle in Austin Theory that I didn't really see much of before, where he's he, he he's getting fucking angry in there sometimes, and he's using that aggression to really to really get after it. And I thought that that uh, you know that elevates him to a more Closer to a main event status than what he's been, you know, as more of a chicken shit heel. So it's been mm. it's been good for him, and I liked I liked the match. I liked I liked the outcome, and I think Pretty Deadly did a really good job of basically just being generally unlikable. 
Gotcha. I did like the, their little twin magic thing where they pulled the ring apron over mm-hmm. one of them who wasn't the legal man. Um, that was a good moment. Um, I did like Sheamus. cheating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Sheamus. And then I think the callback of Sheamus coming off the top rope with the knee to one of the pretty deadly guys in the chest. You know, um, was a like, good classic throwback, you know, old school kind of move where that they used to end people, you know, and it ended up being a transition spot. But still, man, God, that's, just a, that's one of those moves where you're just like, God, that's got to suck no matter what. Like, I don't care who you are. But uh, I mean, like, I agree with you. It was a, it was a good match. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out pretty deadly. I can see a lot of what you said, Chris, and it makes sense. Um, and I, I think maybe that's what it is, is. We've gotten to the point where we we like our heels, and and we we you don't like poofy heels, in other words. No, I think it's it's, <laughs> it's more of like true heels. We we we're like, oh, I hate those guys. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. It's not like I hate those guys because they're terrible wrestlers. No, they're they're heels. And right. And I and I and I think you you saying it was a nail right on the head of you know Scott Hall and Kevin Nash really kind of messed things over where. It's cool to be a heel, the cool heel, and that's that's kind of what we've turned into. And now, well, and they lean into who they are. They right. lean into who they are, right? Like you actually get like when you. It doesn't matter what you see them doing. You get who they are, right? Like when they're in mm-hmm. the ring, you understand. You, you don't have to hear anything from Pretty Deadly in order mm-hmm. to understand exactly what their characters are. And that at one point, that was kind of what wrestling was, right? You had these, you know, these these ridiculous characters, but the people leaned into the character so much that you got the character. I mean, IRS is a ridiculous fucking character, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people look back fondly on IRS because he leaned into the character and you got it. He was, he was a tax man who was there to collect. And I mean, does that make logical sense? No, No. but is it entertaining? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's a lot of fun to see that kind of shit. Right. Um, You know, like when I went, we were talking about video games, right? I, I do a lot of creating, right? I, I use the creation suite a lot in WWE 2K games, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always do is I create tag teams. And the tag teams that I create are not cool tag teams. I create gimmick tag teams, right? I have I have one that I create called um, the Olympians. And they're basically like old school Greeks decked out in like Greco-Roman armor. Right. And they come out and that's that's the gimmick that I give them. They they think of themselves as, you know, these these these, you know, they're 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 ancient Greek warriors. Right. Mm. But that makes but that makes things interesting for me. Right. As a wrestling fan, seeing actual gimmicks and actual, you know, people really leaning into things. I mean, who who's you know, like we're on Hamin Media Group right now. Right. Who is Hamin? You know who the fuck Bin Hamin is. Right. You know who he is when he's in the ring. You know who he is when he's giving a promo. You know exactly what that is because he's a character. And that character is a lot of fun for wrestling fans. Same thing with Pretty Deadly. They lean into it and it makes you as a fan pay attention because, you know, even if you dislike them, you can understand the story being told. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on this opening match? Um. To build a little bit on what Chris said, nobody ever thought that the Iron Sheik was a cool guy, and nobody ever wanted to hang out with the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, I think that's basically what we're saying. Um, yeah. Now I'm going to back up. I did. 
Nah. Well, nowadays everybody wants to hang out with Iron Sheik just to hear him say, "Oh, uh, he's a he's one of the best people." Absolutely, I fuck you, Yeah, yeah. Night of <laughs> Champions is it too much? Was a great show, and everything WWE since then has been mid to lazy with occasional bright spots. And I think that this continued into the SmackDown. It started with a very good segment, then all of a sudden you come back and Austin Theory standing there in the ring with us with a spotlight having to speak and he's not that great a speaker and all he says is i'm young i'm great i'm the greatest of all time and it's like god damn it please save me and pretty deadly came out and and they saved us and everything that chris said about pretty deadly is exactly right they are there they're, they're exactly what they are and whether you like them or not you know you're there and if you don't like them boo them you're supposed to but yeah they're very clever with the, the you know with the twin manager as far as the match was concerned i thought it was pretty good um, not to lean too far, or as Lizzo would do, roll into. Um, <laughs> it, there were parts where the match was good. There were other parts where it was lazy. When they were doing like the the synchronized, you know, clobbering the the chest. Sheamus is the only one who knows how to do that. Pete Dunne does it. It looked like he was doing a girl slap fight. And Ridge Holland doesn't know how to control his strength, and he was going in slow motion. Um, there was a very clever segment where one member of Pretty Deadly sort of springboarded off the back of another, almost like how Private yeah, that Party was cool. that does was it, cool, and he, yeah. spring, he springboarded right into a code breaker. Uh, that was a, that was a neat move, and I and I thought the finish was clever, and it was very old school, very healy, and because they don't have the same color hair, and because not everyone's so stupid to think they're twins, he draped the 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 ring apron over his face, mm-hmm. you know, and they have very similar body types, so you know that. You know, I don't. What I don't love about them is they're a little bit slender, but it doesn't matter because they're 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 that's sort of part of their conniving. They heal. It's their part of their heel character and, and too, man. Yeah. You know, and and yes, they 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 look in that gay, but they talk like they're clearly like straight party guys. It's it's like uh, it's like they're so annoying in every way because they probably are bagging supermodels. You, you know, even what? though you're like they should be bagging each other, and it, just everything <laughs> about them is weird. But this this match was. Happy Pride Month! Happy Pride Month, right, exactly. (laughs) I I thought, I mean, listen, this this match was all right, but I wish it started the night, and and then they went into the Roman thing, and I wish they spared us of the Austin Theory promo, because that was just bad. Yeah. Well, I've got a different take, actually, this time around, instead of being normal. Uh, like like everybody else and say i agree because technically Jimmy, I do you're agree. not fucking normal you're not i am not normal, normal so that's why i'm not going to be normal so and, and saying you're say a different take and then saying i agree no i agree initially because like when we did our show right like mm-hmm. yesterday i i agreed with what you were saying right but right now mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about it since then right pretty deadly not only are they a throwback they remind me a lot of the beverly brothers right in many ways right but not as tough because they were too tough dudes like the beverly brothers even though they were a bit you know sort of uh suspect if you know what i mean by, by their characters right flamboyant perfect but you know what they kind of remind me of now pretty deadly sort of the white guy versions of velveteen dream but not as extravagant if that makes any sense it does you know strangely yeah. i mean that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. well yeah so that's well, kind like of a moment I'm... of silence to appreciate jimmy making sense thank you Thank you again. Moment of silence, you idiot! Shoosh! You're appreciating me. I can talk. But no, but in all seriousness, I'm serious. They kind of remind me of Velveteen Dream. And I think they can get far. But have you guys noticed they keep changing their entrance music for the last three weeks? I don't know if anyone's noticed that. And the current one right now sucks. The week before was better. The original song was much better. 
I don't know what they're trying to do here with tweaking their music and whatnot, but they got to just stop. You know what I mean? Just let them be them. Let them do their thing. And where are we going with these two in theory? Are they going to be his, uh, his kind of, you know, henchmen? Like, no, what, no, what's I going on here? I, I two weeks in a row they've teamed, though. But here's the thing. It's because Austin Theory and Sheamus had a match, and then Austin Theory pulled that off. Pretty Deadly was going after... Um, uh, Rich Holland and uh, Pete Dunn, and so that was the reason why they had the six man because of all that interaction. Because remember, last week said the vet, the Pretty Deadly wasn't on the show. We're like, uh, hello, they jumped, you know, Rich Holland and them in in that match to keep them from out of it. That's why they had it because last week was the Austin Theory versus Sheamus right, for Sheamus, the title, right. yep. and Austin Theory wins because Pretty Deadly does come out and knock those other two guys out. So because of that. They have this match. Now, can they move forward? Yes. Could they move forward? That should be the thing. The idea being, I could see Pretty Deadly eventually becoming tag champs because Absolutely. of the heel actions that they do, and they continue to move up the ladder. This is just the start for them as they're going forward, and they just so happen to coincide with Sheamus because you have to remember, you have, with a Brawling Brutes, you don't just have two. You have three guys. You're going to have to deal with that. And so this was just a moment of, bringing these stories together to tell an interesting six-man story, and then now we can move them off if we need to, if that's not what they're going to do. WWE might may take it for another month, because sometimes they do that, but in theory, this could end, this should end it, and they should be able to split and move on in their other way. Oh, and one other thing, I also loved what Theory did with the ATL slogan, because he's from Atlanta, A-Town Down, what was it, All Theory Live or something like that, the yeah. show? That was great. That was, I'll that give was him that. Nice. That was quite creative in many ways but Eight they were down a, they were in yeah, a, they i know were in, but he's from atlanta though yeah well yeah so yeah. it makes total sense you know what i mean yeah, and i i, I, I kind of like that i guess i was just like i don't know where shout he's from to you, John. shout out to you because we we're trying to figure out where in pennsylvania they were and you said it so i don't Wilk- know when you heard it yeah Wilkes-Barre. i never heard where there you go yeah wilkesbury it's it's near scranton and that area okay. up there uh, so, uh, so after this match with the win, we go to a video package where we, they show recap of night of champions where Jimmy kicks Roman Reigns in the face and Jay is like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And all that. So, uh, and then Paul, they show Paul Heyman walking into Roman's locker room and after the commercial break, they come back with Paul talking to Sola Sokoa about how he wants tonight to be special. And he especially after what happened at night of champions and he's talked to Adam Pierce to make sure that the Usos won't be there. And, um, and he said, this is the night we acknowledge Roman Reigns. Uh, because, again, in case you weren't aware, because now we have uh, in the next package, again, the next video package shows uh, that Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles for uh, you know, the first ever World Heavyweight Champion. So that means tonight, Roman gets his new Universal Champion belt. So the two titles go away, and Roman gets his new one. Um, uh, with we'll talk about that in a minute. Hmm. Um, so uh, Solo doesn't say anything. Heyman walks off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We have the video package, and then we see AJ Styles talking with the OC and um, how they're going to take out Hit Row. And I'm like, oh fuck, great. <sighs> so we have another commercial break. Um, they show another clip of Roman defeating Brock in a Last Man Standing match. And uh, now we have the tag team match of. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows with AJ Styles and Mishin Miyam. So they, yeah, versus Hit Row, uh, Ashanta the Adonis, a top dollar with BFAP. Uh, look, I, we've said it before. 
Todd Brantley, hello. How are you today, sir? Oh, the uh, Comet King. He's in the yeah. house. Look, um, look, why at this point, why is Hit Row still on the roster? Like For, they, well, I, they you're right, but can I say top dollar is just dollar to me from now on? I'm not calling him top dollar because he ain't top of anything. Well, and Michael Cole continues. Australian dollar. Yeah, he's an Australian dollar, that's for sure. Uh, you know, but Mike, not even that. But the fact that you have <laughs> Michael yeah. Cole shitting on your big guy the entire time. I Do you mean blame him? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like the fact that Michael Cole openly mocks top dollar on the commentary for millions of people to hear. Like Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's super bad at this point. And why why? Why is this the OC? Well the when o- you gonna... when you attempt as a guy that's what what is he like six six thereabouts, right, Jeff? Something like that? Maybe taller even? He was an offensive lineman. I think I think they list him at six seven. I think he's a yeah. tall guy. Okay, well there you go. Well, if you're that tall and pretty big, you know, literally, don't attempt a friggin' uh suicida. Over the top rope. But Just I don't. did it on the indies. Look, I, I don't again, give a fuck again, what he did on the indies. Again, this is another example of a dumbass on Twitter being a dumbass. Right. Him, him, him releasing a video. Well, look, I did it at this independent show where it's, you know, in a in a gymnasium <laughs> that, you know, there's nobody in the background on the bleachers behind him as he does a toupee, so whatever, a toupee, you know, suicida. Um, not tope. Yeah, tope, exactly. You know? But over <laughs> nice. that, and it's like, look, see y'all, I could do it. And it's like, he should. Like, he's called it a Tupac suicide since they're since they're doing a music right. rap gimmick, right? But the fact of the matter is, mm. you're you're answering a troll, showing that you could do it. So now it makes the fact that you couldn't do it in front of millions of people look even worse. Like that's, like, that's when they died. From that point on, they were done. Yeah. I mean, Titus O'Neil is very happy because he overtook Titus falling <laughs> and going straight under the ring. Look, uh, top dollar. That'll never get old, though, Jeff. That no. will never get old. <laughs> but, the, but the problem no. is, Titus Titus has leaned into is that he did it on purpose. Uh, I'll get out of here. Look, look, he, he, had, no, he couldn't Titus, do that again if he tried. Look, no, it was look. too well done. You can't, you can't, no, you can't fake that shit. Look, right. And I mean, but here's the other interesting thing somebody was talking about. Like, I think it was Arnie Anderson uh, on his show. He was talking about how he said because because the his co-host asked him like did he because he's been saying he planned. He goes he goes I know Titus. Titus is a goofy fuck. He wouldn't he didn't plan it. But if Titus <laughs> Titus but Titus knows the WWE ring at the same time too. So when he's falling, he knows what he needs to do. If he would have been under uh, some of these other rings, you know, sometimes you have the ring and then they have that little extension, yeah, in the middle that right. metal extension. Yeah. And he says if Titus didn't know the ring, he would have broken his neck. Because Shit. he came t- flying in full force, and when he goes falls to slide in that ring, his head would have caught that metal, you know, bar. Imagine and, that, man. Uh, I mean, wow. We talk well, about how great it is. Sticks. Huh? He managed to miss all the kendo sticks. I mean, there's always kendo sticks. <laughs> yeah, right. And trash cans and and metal chairs and stuff like that. But even like even the wherewithal to know that he, because if you watch, you watch him move his body a little bit. It's true. You're right. There are metal posts still that run through that in the middle of the thing and he had the wherewithal to move his body enough to not hit one of those imagine if he hit one of those metal posts broke the collarbone he He got lucky his body turned into a slip and slide and he got lucky (laughs) and he got super lucky but still uh but that was still it's 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 a moment that titus 
you know, owned and linked top dollars, not trying to own it anymore. He's no, he's, he's trying not, to defend right. himself and exactly. it makes him look worse. And, like and, Corbin. and this does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And this does nothing for the OC. It doesn't Look, help them. At, no, at this point, at this point, Hit Row is there for one reason and one reason only, and that is that the WWE wants to win an Emmy, and the Emmys probably have, uh, you know, percentages of the cast that have to be of of certain uh, descents, etc., in order to in order to get an Emmy. That's about it. And just quietly, when they first arrived, if you guys all remember, they got a great pop. Did they not remember Jeff? I'm sure you remember because we did the show about they it, and a we fun said little song, and then they come out to a little swag, you know. But uh, absolutely, but then the week after, Ashanti the Adonis comes out with a little bitch bag, right? Literally, a little fucking girly bag that some little girl in the elementary school would be wearing. I kid you not, he was right. And then the big goof dollar botched dollar like media m5 said oh no sorry the comic king todd bradley said in the chat because he is botched dollar once that happened once the little bitch bag came out and once uh botched suicida over the top rope destroyed and let's be honest they're, they're headless without swerve man they need swerve in that group for that to succeed in any sense unfortunately no swerve but um these guys need to go but although ashanti though seems to be resting for his career because he has totally changed his style. He's way more aggressive now. He's trying to take it a lot more serious and comes across as angry in the ring now for the last two to three weeks. That's one thing I've noticed anyway. Well, I mean, wouldn't you if you're paired with these other two goofballs who yeah, can't seem to get shit together? You 100%. And, and, the, and this is an interesting comment, and, and I, I just kind of want to bring it up. Uh, Todd Brantley says, Hey, Ro makes me sick, not <laughs> as a black man, but as a wrestling fan. Um, I love Todd, man. You know, Comic King for a reason. Yeah, and uh, Jerome says, I agree. It, it pisses me out. Well, you know, uh, it, it's it's definitely interesting because you understand why they're there in a way, partly, and why they're doing it, to reach a demographic that they normally wouldn't do, to show <laughs> representation. But it's not working, and especially when they're as bad as they are at this point. You know, what is that doing? You know, I, I, well, I just I don't separate know. the pieces of, I mean, first of all, Let's not give a pass to the OC. They're not oh, exactly lighting the world oh, on no. fire either. They're, yeah. they're, they're not particularly good. And Mi Ching, I don't know what anyone sees in her, period, either. Uh, oh. The other two guys, are they're, they're, they're only there because they're AJ's friends. Now, let's move back to the AJ. So top dollar, Ashanti the Adonis, I, at some point during this match, he just gave up. Like his blows didn't even look like they were they were yeah. connecting. They, they were like when they when the Dark Order had all those extras coming in and you showed the guy missing Dustin Rhodes by like nine, by like, you know, basically 12 inches, like, you know, and it was caught on camera. That's how Ashanti the Adonis at the end was doing it. I actually think the B-Fab is good. Not necessarily as a wrestler, but I think she's got a personality. She's got a flag. But she's not showing it. She's doing nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not letting her. I, they're, right. they're, they're Take people, initiative then and do it yourself. Going back to what Chris was talking about with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and some people, some people just are cool. You can just tell right. they're cool. Other Literally people, cool, right. Like, like Cesaro's supposed to be in the cool fact. I'm sure Cesaro's no, a he's guy, but he's not yeah, cool. Him. No. Not Stop cool. fucking over me. He's not, he's, he's not, he's just not cool. He's not a cool guy. Mm -hmm. The Rock is cool. He's just a cool guy. There are people who are cool. Darby Allen, in his way, is cool. Jungle Boy has nothing cool about him. B-Fab is just cool. Ashanti Diodanus, something about him isn't cool. His, his style choices, 
straining his hair in that weird way. It, it you know, and and Top Dollar is just bad. They're there to lose. And basically, you know, Triple H was giving everyone chances. I don't even know if Swerve was there if it could protect the rest of them. I would put BFAB into like a, a commentary or or an interview kind of role or some sort of managerial role, role and I'd, I'd get rid of the other two. They're, they're, they're deadbeats. If they want people just for representation who can lose matches, what the hell is Shelton and Cedric doing there? Right. True. And here, and here, here's something Elizabeth brings up, which is a good point. And it, because this is also, this was coinciding at the same time. It's not like Hit Rose raps were anywhere near the level of the acclaim. What yeah. reps? Exactly. It, they had a couple. They did. They did have like one or two. But the well, and you know, here's something that I'll here's something I got to say about this about this whole segment, right? They basically ran this segment as you know, oh, Hit Row made a diss record about about the OC, so now we're gonna fight, and they mentioned it four or five times on commentary. Right. They mentioned it in an insert promo before, and they didn't show the fucking rap. Why? We got sixteen fucking recaps from fucking night of champions we got 18 fucking videos of things that roman reigns has done we got all of this fucking extra shit but we didn't have two minutes to show me the fucking rap Mm-mm. jeff why tell 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 everyone why why is that and what's all booking this shit is it's because they're lazy and, and and it's it's tk vince booking i mean bang I, I, bingo and, and i've been saying it since the beginning triple h is just is just a slightly better version than TK and a slightly better version than Vince wrapped up into one. And all he did in the beginning that, that, that was better than anyone else is he brought back a lot of people that, that people didn't think were supposed to be fired or were fired prematurely. Turns out 70% of them probably should have been fired. It's just now they've had a fair shot at proving they should have been fired in any event. And he's getting credit for the bloodline story, which he should get some story credit for it. But all he is doing is letting it continue. I mean, it started two years, two and a half years before he had the, you know, control. Anyway, if he has control, I don't even want to get into that micro-argument. But I have some rants that I'm going to say about the Bloodline thing because I did enjoy the segment, but there were lots of mistakes along the way there. They were easily correctable. And as far as I'm concerned, botched future things that they could have done, which would have been good as well in evolving this belt and, and, and things like that. But you were just going to it with the Paul Heyman stuff. He's talking about how the Usos aren't going to be there. And and I want to go back a week ago because I'm going to stop because I want to go in order. But okay. a week ago, Roman Reigns said to the family, said, everybody from the family is going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So exactly. And then the first thing we hear is the Usos aren't going to be there. But who else from the family is going to be there? I mean, didn't you get the impression that we'd see Afa and Sika and Rikishi and the Tonga yeah. kid and, and maybe some other random people who really are related to them? Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe they'll just have standing. Maybe Tamina, who's on the fucking SmackDown roster. Also, well, that, also speaking of Hit Row, um, you know, how bad must WWE's uh, relationship be with Ja Rule that Ashanti doesn't <laughs> even come out to always on time? <laughs> Right, <laughs> I know he's there when you call. I'll say I'm gonna pretend I know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you don't know Ashanti, Ashanti was a was a was a hip hop star who happened to do a couple of hits with Ja Rule. So right, yeah, you're acting foolish now, Jeff. You're acting foolish. I'm just acting old. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's a Shanti. It's a Shanti reference. It doesn't matter. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. So you know, but you know, this was a match. Uh, the uh, obviously these are two. 
you know, obviously they're wanting to do something with the OC, even though the, the OC has nothing to going on. And we already know Hit Row is, you know, already DOA. So uh, the only thing that comes out of this really is the crowd chanting happy birthday to AJ Styles because apparently it was his birthday. Um, so yeah. there was that. Um, 57. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Look, if I'm like looking like that at AJ's age, then um, I'll take it. Fuck. Um, but uh, so we see a, a package where Adam Pierce is talking on the phone when Paul Heyman walks in and he already says, I've already doubled security to prevent the Usos from coming in. And so Heyman... Uh, Looks and, and put a pin in that comment. You're right, exactly. Um, and he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Roman Reigns." And then we get the ne- announcement that the Grayson Waller effect is next, y'all. It's Grayson Waller. Fucking put another shrimp on the body because we're gonna have this train wreck of a thing. And um, I gotta do this <laughs> for shrimp on the barbie. No yeah. shrimp is on the barbie, please. None. Then you're doing it fucking wrong. Shrimp on the Barbie is fucking good. Actually, um, it is good. <laughs> oh, I <won't> lie. <laughs> uh, and, and then they announce uh, after the commercial break, the first thing they tell us is that Seth freaking Rollins will defend the World Heavyweight Championship against Damian Priest on Raw next week. Cool. I don't care. That's Raw. I'm watching SmackDown. Again, I do I, I care about this. Can I, can I say something on this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So everybody was speaking about how the World Heavyweight Championship is going to be a secondary title, and it's always going to be second to Roman's title. And me, I'm saying, no, it's not. Seth is going to make this the workhorse title. He's going to defend it every week. He's going to have an open challenge. And what does he do one week, week one, or what does he do? What do they do? They put him into a meaningless tag team match with AJ Styles, who's not even on Raw. So everyone in the world, with the guy who said it was going to, it was obviously a secondary title, and with the guy who was supposed to be congratulating Seth, who cut the most weirdest disjointed <laughs> promo, I, it was such a word salad. I don't. Even, I'm not even really sure what he was trying to say. I assume he was saying, "I don't like you, but I respect you, and you were the better man that night." But it was so disjointed, I couldn't even tell he meant it until they were in a tag team later on in the night where they did coexist. Right. Um, so everybody else in the world was right. I was wrong about that so then they do an open so then they do an open challenge cool and damian priest answers it which is also cool because i think he's an intriguing guy but when it's judgment day you know it's going to be a schmoz and it's also it worries me that this is what AEW did with ricky starks he won this tournament he gets the first title shot against mjf the brand new champion and you know he doesn't have a chance in hell of winning it and ricky starks has been middling ever since and that and damian should be someone that they save for later on you can sacrifice Dominic, you can sacrifice Finn. You can sacrifice almost everyone else on the Raw roster. Damian Priest is one of your guys. Damian Priest and Cody Rhodes are like the only two guys that you're trying to reserve for the future. You know, maybe Drew McIntyre if he's if he's back. But even he can lose to Seth Rollins in a match. I mean, it's too soon. But you have you have Dal Ziggler there for this exact purpose. You have Cedric. You have Shelton. You, I mean, right. started the, off the, slow. <laughs> yeah, the the Miz, Ali. Our truth, I hear, is 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 Tozawa. Whatever you have, a million people, and he should and he should and he should be doing open challenges and building the lineage and, and building it as a workhorse. People fight to get on to get their title shot. Whatever it is, it's easy storytelling. But no, they they've already botched it and probably botched it twice. And now there's gonna be a schmoz with Judgment Day and Seth. And since it's too early for Seth to lose the title, we already know the Judgment Day is not gonna. You know, it's only gonna be rear with the title. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right, which you mentioned the Miz, <laughs> which you have on the the raw roster for this. And I want I want to acknowledge this because this is amazing. I saw this this week as well. It is 6-23-2023. This year, Miz has not won a match. Facts. It's true. He has gone the entire year, half the year so far, is without a win. And yet the man makes money. This just goes again. I said, I keep you. saying he's Teflon, John. He really is. Well, no, it goes to show how important character is. And me yeah. and my son were having this conversation because he was talking about Roman and, and character in, in WWE. And I said, look, this just goes to show you that character is incredibly important in the WWE or in wrestling in general. If you have a good character, you know how to play that character. You know how to act that character out, not only on the TV screen, but in real life. And, and and handle that, then you are going to make money. I mean, The Miz doesn't need to win matches. He can go 0-47 this year and yet still be a draw because the point is he's a good character. Um, and so that's that's the whole bit with that. Anyway, so, yeah, we got a, a announcement for a Raw match. Great. Cool. Uh, and then we have the Grayson Waller fact with Oscar. She is on. <laughs> God. And she is coming and talking. Yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about you know fucking Australia and how Oscar <laughs> she was there once, you know, uh, is fucking awesome. You're right, Australia. Dude, dude, um, please, please, <laughs> stop, just stop it right there. No, first of um, all, you can't do an Australian accent that good. Sorry, John, I'm sorry. All right, I do it, I do it real good. <laughs> no, it's uh, fuck you. I haven't heard that in the in the no, world, man. Come on, you don't you don't deserve it today. Go oh, get it. But anyway, so we had this <laughs> this thing where you know everybody comes out, and um, um, so EO, EO, so we had Asuka talking and how they beat Bianca, and then EO Sky comes out and starts speaking Japanese, and they oh, start shouting at each other. I haven't seen. I'm sure somebody's on the internet has figured out like what they were screaming at each other. I know what they were saying. I speak Japan. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, I do. I speak chlamydia too, but not that sort. The koala variety. Yeah, I did think that it was pretty funny with uh, with Grayson Waller, where he was pretending that he understood what Oscar was saying. Right, I I did find that to be charming. (laughs) That was was funny. That was a little little good. But I won't lie, I got a little excited seeing EO Sky come out to you know to confront Oscar because I think them two would be a brilliant match. I mean, I know you say women's wrestling sucks, Jeff, but come on, even you surely get your spider senses tingling oh my God. at the thought it of was, that match. I, I don't even need the match. They can just yell at each other in Japanese the entire time. <laughs> I don't care if they're talking about, if they're talking gibberish. That that was fantastic. Though, and, and that was Grayson Waller pretending, saying, I couldn't agree with you more and pretending he understood. That was the only good part of Grayson Waller tonight. But they ruined this. By Bailey and everybody else. Yep. If right. necessary. You know what? Forget our scene. Just let these two yell at each other for, for seven minutes. No, this 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 is great. It's brilliant. I love it. And like already I was I was having, do I want Kyrie Sane to come back? And like they're doing a Mark Briscoe thing, like who gets caught who gets custody of Kyrie Sane? Uh, and then I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, the purpose of this was to really promote the money in the bank qualifying matches because you had EO Sky and then Bailey saying, oh, well, we'll win it. And then Shotzi right. comes out. Which no, I did not know because Grayson Waller did not set it up to explain that this was that he, that, that he was featuring a money in the bank qualifying match interview segment. He just came out and, and then we hear Oscar's music. This whole show was weird. The production was off. Maybe, maybe but, it was the Waller effect. 
Look, who knows? But then you have Lacey <laughs> Evans coming out looking like what the fuck? Like, oh okay, my god, look, dude! Oh my god! Look, I like I saw a quick video you of her puke. walking in, and then <laughs> she had on the drill instructor's hat, which wasn't put on properly, by the way. But Ugh. then had a snake coming off it, a bedazzled snake, and what? I'm like, <sighs> like a like oh. a stuffed pharaoh. Like, yes, like looked- I'm like, oh, maybe, like, I, maybe I get it because you're trying to utensil. do the cobra clutch. The cover clutch thing, and then she had all this other shit. And I'm going. They want to sell it. They oh want to sell. God. You can buy a trooper hat anywhere, but you can't buy one with a with a stuffed bedazzled snake. But, that around. was a drill instructor's hat, not a trooper hat, sir. You know, okay, technically, you know. But I can imagine every marine seeing that and going, "What the fuck is that?" Like, well, like he was a marine, and she didn't say that. Look, can we she, say? Yeah. Well, she's getting paid <laughs> by somebody to wear it, but like still. I imagine every other Marine was going like, what? Like, I know lots of Marines, and, and I'm friends with a lot of them. They're family members who were Marines. I can guarantee you they were going, what the fuck is that? Well, I mean, all the Marines I know would have been looking at our ass in cleavage. Well, <laughs> that's, that's there's true. that too. So, um, <laughs> my so, Marines. Who are? She, <laughs> so, but Yankees. she says there's this, they get Zelina Vega out to come talk because Zelina uh. Vega and... Um, Lacey Evans. I thought they were supposed to have a match tonight, but apparently Lou Vega, uh, Selena Vega, and then, they had a match. They, they they did. Oh yeah, match. that's right, that's right. They, they did. did. Brain fart. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I Selena forgot that part. Came so close because, back because obviously, obviously it was so great that I thought I I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes out and saying, "Hey, Rhea Ripley, you know, underestimated me at Backlash. No, she didn't. She oh, whipped the shit out of God. me. Right, she did the property. Um, yeah, and so." Then it got to be a whole thing, and Asuka shouts, "Nobody is ready for Asuka!" Um, and then Bianca Belair turns on Asuka and brawls with her, and then it just becomes a whole mess. Hold on. Do you remember when they went to commercial and they the camera cut to Bianca Belair right as she's fixing her boob? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what boob? Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Where where a boob would normally be? Right. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay, Todd. Todd, you you definitely this is getting pinned. The few, the proud, which describes Lacey Evans fan club. <laughs> Uh, no, but it, it's it's ridiculous. That for a yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. But it we'll is we'll absolutely we'll ridiculous. The after the the correctly placed apostrophe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, the fact that they're trying to make it the female sergeant slaughter is just ridiculous, man. No, it's not. You know what I mean? It's exactly all they have left with her, except she's got two right. matches. Why yeah. not just have her be who she really was? I mean, she so was. Sucks. They tried it seven times. Nobody cared but about it. But did they really? Place. She does suck. I agree in more ways than one. But in, <laughs> in saying that, though, Excuse for real. Between your <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but seriously. Just give. She's. She, you're talking about social media she's earlier, John. Syrian. She can be Lebanese. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Mm. She's got good knees, for sure. But <laughs> stop Whatever. putting me off right now, Jeff. I'm trying to say something. It's too Seriously? Easy. God damn it. Just get rid of her already. She's no. done. No, no, no. I don't. Seriously, you mentioned social media earlier, John, about how wrestlers just don't know how to like be in character or just don't say anything at all. She's another one that's all over social media and gets real cunty, right, when things don't go her way. And at this point, just just get the hell away. Yeah, she's good looking. That's it. 
isn't she a former women's champion? Like she's she no. has won a title at some point, hasn't she? No, no, no. never, she never. never did. Uh, no, I don't think she did. I think she, I think she was supposed to with Charlotte and Ric Flair, but things something went wrong. Preg- she got pregnant. Who? Oh, All right, she, she yeah, Lacey got pregnant again. Yeah, she yeah she's she already had two kids. I mean, look, wow, she's, ungrateful she's, bitch. When she's a pregnant. she's married to a Mexican guy, that means anytime you have sex, you're probably gonna get pregnant. So, uh, <laughs> look, what does that mean? Huh? Yeah, look, yeah. It, it means what it means. Um, but you know, hey, Chico, the pull the handbrake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Jeez, even even that sometimes. But you know, I mean, her her bit was like the problem was. She doesn't know how to use like she, when she was doing the Southern Belt thing, and they pulled over and did the bit with the state trooper. Do you know who I am? Thing. It was a bit, but it got taken so wrong because it was like that no. she wishes it was a trooper hat, not a drill sergeant hat. Then right, exactly. No, but you know what? Uh, that was a best version. Know, I, you know what she should do? They should just take her off of fucking matches for a while and just have they her have. do like a just have her do a drill instructor segment where she's got jobbers or people being called up from NXT or whatever, and there and she's trying to train them up to get better, and she's right. just yelling at them constantly and oh, just do funny. videos. Do videos for the next two months. Don't even have her have a fucking match. Just have her oh. do videos where she's yelling at somebody mm-hmm. as a drill as a drill what? instructor. There's no moving it. Do you can also do it where she's a guest lecturer at Chase University on NXT. I was gonna say uh, that those kids and like, have her the new know, dean and maybe have her like beat Ivy Nile at her own game or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. yeah. or okay, make anyway, it seem probably. sort of dominatrix, right? Where she's like, "Yeah, puke" to the guys, whoever's on their knees. Right. You know what I mean? Like as she's telling about... <laughs> uh, yeah, you, it must be the you. Lebanese. No Jim matter Jimmy's what all about you do pride. with her, yeah. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Win some Happy pride. matches. Happy Pride Month. Uh, all right, so then we go to commercial break and come back with some of the dumbest things we can come back to the show with. First, to tell us, Rhea Ripley is the most followed active WWE superstar on TikTok. First, That's you need amazing. all the qualifiers. The most followed active WWE superstar on, on Twitter. Um, okay, cool. So that means that there are uh, inactive superstars who are on Twitter who have more followers than Rhea Ripley. Okay. Uh, based off of what that said, I, did I need to know that? No, I don't give a shit. You know, it's that, WWE. They look to brag. You know the, they are. We Whatever. needed, we needed this more than we needed to actually see the rap that hit. Rome right. Fucking exactly. Yeah. Then we need to see the replay of Baron Corbin attacking NXT champion Carmelo Hayes this past Tuesday on NXT. Cause this is important too. Again, I want to see a recap of another show that I'm not watching. <laughs> that well, I don't care about. But that is cross branding, and they did tie it into the Cameron Grimes segment. So well, it made. I, I, I get they, it. They, they did tie that in. So that's okay. That's part of wrestling stories. The TikTok thing, I don't really care about, but Chris is right. The, the other thing, as much as little as I care about Hit Row versus the OC, the whole point of the match is based on the social media. If social media is important and you need to follow it for segments, give us the payoff on the TV show so that we know we have to watching segments because i don't need to see rhea ripley working out i i don't need to know anything about Clearly. social medias though either <laughs> like i guess that's that's i don't need any of that but uh you know oh, i don't know shit. but then and then we because like you said me. yeah well look i just whatever i guess i'm just i don't care about their social medias i don't give a fuck you know and then it doesn't mean anything to me and so then we have like you said, Adam Pierce and Cameron Grimes are watching the footage from NXT, and he says, I'll handle Corbin the next time he's on SmackDown. Okay, cool. Great, Cameron. Between the knees. 
Yeah. Right, your line. Uh, and then <laughs> knees. and then we get Lacey I need Evans to like cheese, but... <laughs> posing in the ring, and Zelina Vega is on the mat holding her jaw because Lacey Evans hit Zelina Vega with a women's right during the commercial break. During the commercial break, which is a finisher. So she hit her with her finisher before the match even started. And yeah, okay. This was great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There was yeah. a lot of that actually during the show. Even uh, now that reminds me. If you go back to the first match, do you remember when Seamus and Theory got tagged to be in the ring at the same time? And then mm-hmm. they went straight to commercial break. And then we come back from commercial break and they're both not in the ring anymore. I'm telling so, you, this entire week of TV was like they all had jet lag and decided that yeah, that's the cure to jet lag was would get to get blind drunk every single night. But these or two didn't even go across the street. Especially they, AJ, absolutely. Yeah, well, all I mean, of them. Every yeah. one of them. Triple H was like, my heart is bad. You know what I should do? I'm going to eat a lot of red meat and not take my lip card this week. Right. Sure. Yeah, I am the game. Uh... I mean, look, this match was stupid, right? It was dumb. Can we all agree with that? This was like the yes, shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the was, shit. This was, it was really bad. It was real really, bad. Really I mean, bad. first of all, it. you buried the fuck out of Lacey Evans because you had her hit her finisher in a commercial break, Snake and then the she Evans. ends up losing the match, right? Yep. And she talks about the Cobra Clutch in the promo, and she puts it on her, but then releases her. Yep. Well, that was stupid. But in fairness, uh, a segment I used to do in Hammerlock Hangover, but since we barely do it, I have to move it here, a Q-A-Con. And... and this is something that, that my, my tag team partner from that show, Steve Payne, used to say, is that Vince would make people who were in trouble pay penance. And I think there may be Triple H's. And I think that's maybe what Michael Cole is excoriating uh, top dollar while he's in the ring so he can hear what he's saying. I think because Lacey has misbehaved on social media, they're making her get embarrassed on yep. TV. And if they can take it, and if they can improve their game and suffer and She'll make get it a run after there'll that. be there'll be a reward for them down right. the line. Whether that's in six months or fourteen months, I don't know. But I, I think some of this is purposeful. They're doing purpose you misbehave. Show us you can behave, show us you can take it and keep your composure and still show us that you that even though no one else believes it, that you think you're top shit in the world and, and we will invest in you because right now it, it's been a bad investment. He's spot on. Actually, as a matter of fact, because they're known to do this stuff, right? And like Jeff said, if you get through the bullshit and they see that you've got actual character, and I don't mean that in terms of character in the ring or anything, I'm talking about character as a person, then they will reward you. But and if you just do a con, Nick Con edition, oh, nice. learn how Very to nice. learn how to turn chicken shit into chicken salad, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and have some fucking, you know, stop being so sensitive, man. All these peeps are sensitive way too sensitive and they just cry and whinge it's like shut up man i i think that that's another reason why like what's going on with the miz right now is probably really good for them as a company because they can if somebody's complaining shit. well because if somebody's complaining and saying well you know i can't get a win and i'm not getting enough just be like yeah well look at what mike's doing mike hasn't won a match all year he's still getting on tv and people mm-hmm. still talking about him right because so. he's still entertaining, he's finding ways to make it work, and I mean, he's being that heel that we, we remember. Oh well, I didn't lose; it wasn't my fault. You know, I'm the superstar here. This is why people come. You know, and you have yeah, they come to watch you lose, which is great. You know, and, but you know, he's owning that shit, and anybody else who says otherwise, and this is a guy 
who had to change outside of the locker room for six months when he exactly first you know this is a guy who went through a whole kinds of shit and so you gotta you can't ever go i don't know if i can handle it well the miz did he did it he went through he a whole got bunch of bullied shit. dude yeah absolutely he copped shit for years and he's still there, and that's why and, he's being rewarded the way he has been. And Gunther wouldn't be getting the push that he's getting right now if he hadn't lost the weight. Like all of these things reflect 100%. to the company. Character. All of these things, all of these things reflect a certain kind of character to this company. And if you do it, you will get a bigger push. Yeah. Damian Priest at three hundred pounds wouldn't even be on TV. He lost the weight. They're giving yep. him a shot. They're pushing him as something. I mean, still not as hard as the, as Jeff would like them to push him, but mm. like they're still giving him something that he never would have got if they hadn't seen him endure and get better and improve himself. So, and here's the and, crazy part: Damian Priest wasn't that big. Like I saw him in Ring of Honor. No, when he came. He got through fat here. at one stage, though, man. Like, but when he came through Ring of Dallas and Ring of Honor one year a while back when Cody was wrestling in the champ, he wasn't like fat at all like no was, no no no. he was no. impressive but like i agree with you like wwe has a look they have a thing i mean the pic there's a picture of walter throughout the years in wrestling and boy he when he's bad, eh? but when he started he was a fat ass like dude not just a fat ass but like a weird dude Did yeah you see the colorful shit he was wearing as yeah. well like and like he was so not walter right it's weird and the, and the progression of where he is now is incredible but unbelievable that to me is show it's again Someone who's dedicated to what they're doing, they they're dedicated to the character and their look, and they're like, "I want to be here. This is where I've wanted to be my entire and life." And they understand what they have to do and not cry about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I mean, that's what I, I just, don't get, man. How know. is all these people, all these wrestlers? You know, they say the eggshells bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. Man, it's obvious. Stop bitching and just do it, man. And then you will be rewarded because they really test you, man. That's what they do. They've always known to do this. But some people are either mentally stupid or they just don't get it. They just don't see it. They take it to heart. And that's a big issue. There's too many mentally soft professional wrestlers in today's like world, man. It is what it is. And it's a WFT. So yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, and, and that's what it is, you know, and, and, that, and unfortunately we, you know, we're, I think we're in that middle of thing that changes guard of the, Guys like the Undertaker and the Miz versus now the the wrestlers that we're seeing that happen with. But right. you know, um, but hey, Zelina Vega is the first woman to qualify for the women's money in the bank ladder match on July first from London, England. And so uh and then coming up next, LA Knight battles Montez Ford in a money oh, in the bank. The match. best thing of the show, other than the bloodline stuff. Well, yeah. before we get to that, we get to see Zelina Vega celebrating with the 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 rest of the formerly were semi-cool LWO. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're a bunch of dorks. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again? You had a lot of uh, oomph. You meant that one. Listen, just like Titus O'Neil, I don't think I can redo something with Spontaneous, oh, but I'll try. Yeah. Damn. The formerly cool members of the LWO, who right now are just a bunch of dorks. That was close enough. Uh, Bang. Yeah. So then we got a video package of another Roman Reigns video package. Um, and a reminder that, hey, later tonight, we're going to celebrate the 1,000-day-plus reign of Roman Reigns. We get oh, a commercial yeah. break. LWO is backstage with Selena celebrating. The entire family and, and no Usos. Right. No Usos, but can right. the LWO be called lazy wannabe Americans now? No, 
that's well, all dozen American. Oh, sorry, that's LWA. My bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so anyway, thinking? we come back from commercial. We see Zelina's backstage cheering with them, and Ray's like, "It's only a matter of time for the rock room addresses Santos and Zelina's Mister and Mrs. Money in the Bank." And uh, <clears throat> because we find out uh, Santos Escobar will face Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. Uh, no, well, we found out that Santos Escobar is married to Zelina Vega. Take that, Alistair Black. <laughs> Apparently, you know. So, then after that, we have to talk okay. about a couple things here. Okay, okay, go ahead. Ray Mysterio's creepiness, and Creepy. I don't know if it was Joaquin Wilde or Cruz del Toro, but that hat and his mo and his Moby glasses. Uh, it was okay. Joaquin. It was Joaquin. Yeah, that what, was Joaquin. What the hell was that? That was, that? That? Was, that was him going back to his. That was him going back to his DJ Z character. Um, he never wore that. Dude, he wore some weird ass shit as DJZ. He did, but not a friggin'. Uh, I think he stole that from Mashante the Adonis. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Look, he's not using it right now. Look, yeah, just because he's a Latin guy, he stole something. Maybe. I Actually, you know, he's Filipino guy. background, as a matter yeah. of fact. It was so obvious. It was so easy. Yeah. I, I need to yeah, be Yeah, he is Filipino, but. He's Filipino. Know. He's not, yeah, he's not and Latino. That, that's, I think, one of the running jokes. That's that I think. right. It's not Latinos, it's Filipinos who steal shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. But that was one of the running jokes that li- Filipinos and Latinos get mixed up all the time, apparently. So, uh, yeah, not, not any, Asian not anymore. Peeps, if, right. you, if you get caught stealing something in the Philippines now, you'll just get executed the same yeah. way you will if you're selling weed. Or, right. or, or yeah, taking drugs, you're well, dead. Like, literally, well, dead. That's a good way of population control. They might yeah, as well just yeah. get into a giant a circular firing squad and just start shooting. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, they they do that for sport over there. I have declared the Filipinos are thieves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, I, I I look, yeah, that was that was wild. And Ray looked. Just Jeff's talking so about firing weird. squads today. I'm wearing my Ireland yeah. shirt. I'm uh, nice. Ooh, well, nice. and I'm wearing Very my nice. black rifle coffee. Text Whoa! Yeah. 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 Why do you mean it's for you? <laughs> uh, so, uh, with my Randy Rogers hat, uh, which I'm seeing him in a month. We have Didn't President play. Greg Abbott. No, yeah, he's he's all right. Anyway, uh, so let's move on. So now we let's talk about this match: Montez Ford versus LA Knight. Jimmy, we already know you creamed all over this match. So uh, let's start with you on it. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, as I said, Jimmy creamed all over this match. So Jimmy, give us your thoughts on this match of LA Knight versus Montez Ford. Yeah, dummy. First of all, I was happy, man. I was so happy because not only did LA Knight absolutely destroyed Montez Ford and the Street Profits last week. Yeah, he backed it up by beating Montez Ford this week. And not only that, I'm proud that WWE didn't use any piped-in booze this time. Because if you remember last week, when he came out, you hear the initial pop, right? And then suddenly you just hear, boo. And I'm like, really? But this week, none of that. The crowd were yearing. They were booing Montez Ford. He's going straight to the bank, straight to the top, and he's going to be your Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah! And by the way, LA Knight is a guy who you can just tell is cool. And yep. I don't, I, Chris is going to do a much better job of describing this now. But LA Knight, like Pretty Deadly, won a match as a heel in a way that the heel should win matches. That's yep. all I'm saying on this, I promise. He used the rope, but he's got to be careful though, Jeff, because uh, if he gets himself too over to the point where WWE will be like, you need to be healed. We don't want you being cheered. They could punish him for it. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Well, who's cheering him? What do you mean? Like Everybody. 
No, he's, I mean, I he's, getting, he's getting more applause than he is booze for sure. Is he is right now. He's, oh, yes, he's, he is, uh, yeah. he's Austin right now. He's Austin just before the WrestleMania uh, match with Bret Hart. It's uh, gotcha. it, people, you know, the, the young kids or whatever, maybe boo him, right? And their moms who brought them maybe boo them. But everybody else who's in that arena really likes and appreciates Man, LA Knight and everything. They were booing doing. and yeah, yearing. Like they were booing Montez Ford and, and the fans. Yeah, and we're saying, yeah, as LA Knight was playing. Well, they, I mean, they, they, they did a boo-yay shove spot where, yeah, yeah, the crowd was reacting with yay every time LA Knight shoved uh, Montez Ford and every time Ford shoved him back they were going boo so yeah for sure um but he's one of these guys who just has charisma right like jeff's jeff jeff's you know the, the way that he said it was you can just tell some people are cool that's what charisma is by the way right exactly. charisma i've described it before as um if you could watch somebody cook breakfast they have charisma. Um, the Rock is one of those guys where if you were if you if if there was a video of The Rock cooking breakfast, you'd probably turn it on and watch for at least thirty seconds to see what he was doing because <laughs> there's just something about certain people that are just that are just they're electric. There's something about yeah. them that makes you want to watch what they're doing. L.A. Knight has that in spades. Yeah. So yep. you know, yeah. Right now he's definitely one of those guys who he's on the he he's. He's one of the guys who's really like on the upswing in the WWE right now. And I, I, for one, like I've, I've mentioned before, I've sort of pre-booked this before that him with the money in the bank, uh, briefcase is, is just, that's money. That's it is. money. Right it there. Is. I think we, uh, all, yeah. we all agree with that. And I mean, here's the thing, uh, you know, Sean Rucker, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, LA Knight, you know, uh, hell, I watch the rock when he, the does TikTok and he does nine seconds of him doing a lift. You know, I'll watch him when he's in his Iron Paradise or whatever. But uh, Sheamus has his, you know, YouTube channel where he does different workouts of various WWE guys. And with that, the characters are dropped. You know, they're in the gym. They're right. working out. It's like, you know, they're just having a conversation while they're working out. And he did one with LA Knight. And he does the yeah thing in real life. It's not he a does. gimmick. Like, he's Actually, like, John, I'll do you one better. Listen to the John Moxley book, man, because I didn't know this, but John Moxley and him are actually very close friends, yeah. and they used to live together. The parties and the shit they got up to, especially LA Night, is fucking brilliant. You got to yeah. check it out. But yeah, like so he's working out, and somebody just took a clip of all the workout from the workout alone of every time Sean Rucker, Eli Drake, LA Night goes, yeah, yeah, because like he's doing mm. it. He just finished like yeah, and I mean it's <laughs> it's the same. And the problem is. He's like all everything in the ring and everything. He plays a good heel, but he's got a catchphrase, and that's right. what everybody loves. Yeah, let me talk to you. You know, he like he would do dummy. Let me talk to you. Yeah, and na na na. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but his those are his big three. Right, and right. They they are over like Rover, and that's the problem. He he does such a good job as a heel, but. He has those catchphrases that people love. It's, and that's an issue, like you said. It was never true. a problem for The Rock. It was never a problem for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. And that is management's problem to not I think know. of it as a problem. But The Rock is a different type of kill of fish, if you know what I mean. Well, mm. I, I understand what John means. He wasn't until he was. He, right, he but was the thing is, he's he supposed to be a heel. WWE have had a history of punishing people that get over. Per That's se, why it's, it's supposed management's to. problem right. to not see yeah, this as a problem. 
Yeah, yeah. and I'm just well, saying, yeah, I agree. And I'm just saying that he has a catchphrase. That just means that he's flirting with that cool heel kind of dynamic. But he right. has such charisma and character that he's going to be on the level of the Rock, where it won't, it'll it'll drive people to still hate him or whatever. But at the end of the it day. Was- you know, every 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 Monday night was sing along with the champ for almost mm-hmm. a full year before Rock <laughs> yeah. turned face again. I mean, right. yeah, and especially when he they were teasing him being face. Remember the Deadly Game Survivor Series '98 mm. when he joined the corporation. Everyone was wanted to cheer him right at that point. Everyone was yep. ready for him to be the white meat babyface. And what did WWE do? They went ah 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 and turned him mega heel with him joining the corporation. Everyone was and it got him, and no. It got him even more over. Like mm-hmm. by right, it did. By it a did. mile, no. it got him absolutely. Even more over. I, was I can remember. Well I can. I can legitimately remember the night when I knew that that was it, and they had to turn him face. And it oh, was absolutely. It was basically so. One week he was on Raw, and he and he goes to do the if you smell, and the crowd starts chanting, and he goes, "Hey, this it's not sing along with the champ, yeah. right?" And then everybody cheered, right? And I thought, okay. Fine, rock just being rock. The next Monday, he goes to do it again. If you smell, and then he goes, "Hey!" The entire crowd goes, "It's not sing along with the champ." Mm-hmm. And it was like, but you know, that's it. he was smart though, Chris, you because you know how he got the booze. That's, yeah. that's the he, end. Yeah, he still got the booze by actually starting to uh, like give shit to the city after that, just to get that heat. You know what I mean? And he had to, he basically, at, towards the end of The Rock's run as a heel, he had to feud with Mick Foley because there was nobody else mm-hmm. that the crowd would cheer for over him. Right. And, you know, because Mick Foley is everybody's favorite hardcore grandpa. You know, and, and that yeah. was, that, that, that was it. I mean, let's put it this way. And then he did the actual sing-alongs, which, you know, that oh, eventually. brilliant. Uh, which he had. The he Rock concerts. <laughs> he had to. He had to eventually turn he, uh, face with that because he, when he did the one with Vicky Guerrero, and that one, yep. like that one, just. Nope. I watch that segment. Like I, I literally rewatch that segment like at least once every six or so so months. I, it's just so funny. It is. But you know what else was funny? Remember the Cleveland rock concert? That was one of the best freaking things he ever did, too, man. And look, and this is where Eli Drake can be. You know, and he can be in that ballpark right there. And and work, and then guess what? If he Spies goes, limit. if he goes, if he goes face, he'll be fine, you know. And if, if he, he goes, goes heel, face, yeah. And, but if he stays heel, he'll be fine. Like he uh-huh. has enough star power and charisma to be able to do that and move forward with it um, going forward. And of course, uh, well, you know, it gives me faith that, that that they won't botch it up. Three years of Roman Reigns and catchphrases. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. True, but they stuck with Roman no matter what. They well, made sure he was going to... That's why right. they're giving you confidence. Right. I hope yeah. you're right, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. well, suffer and suck attach, sons. Let's uh let's move <laughs> Yeah, on. right. Yeah, so uh, but I think we all agree this was a great... It was a good match, right? Absolutely, I mean, 100. You know, I mean, we had Montez Ford hitting a rock bottom at one point uh, in this match. Uh, how do we feel about that, guys? Like, you Don't know. they call it Uranagi usually? Now yeah. suddenly it's a rock bottom. Well, again? it's because I mean, it's WWE, so they're going to call it a rock bottom. If yeah, but even in WWE, they were calling it a Uranagi when anyone else was Uranagi's, doing it until this. Uranagi is more of like a. It, Uranagi is usually they call it that when somebody stands and delivers yeah. it the way that Roman does. But 
technically, right. it's still a, it's a modified Uranagi. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you take your own face, it's it an robot. example of a guy yeah. who looks like he's cool. No, was that in this Everything piece. going on for him, except he tries too hard, which just tells me he's not actually cool. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Isn't that an STO? Isn't an STO similar, Chris, or something like that? An STO, you have to sweep. An STO, you sweep the leg behind you. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the lift. difference. That's a okay, sexually right. transmitted American to you, Jimmy. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I see what you did there, <laughs> smart ass. All right. I see right. what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so, and nice. so this, and this and, and, but as we said, we liked this match. It was a good match. It was a classic face versus heel match, despite what we heard for the cheering and different things like that. But it ends in a way where Ford goes to roll up uh, L.A. Knight, and he rolls through and grabs the ropes for the win. One, two, three. So uh, we have L.A. Knight who makes his way to the Money in the Briefcase match, and he's going to join Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura for the men's Come on. So we only have one woman so far, but three men. That sounds typical, uh, you know, in life. And I saw that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Right, happy Pride Month. Um, speaking of happy Pride Month, a creepy video for the NXT Women's Tag Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Dude, um, I thought it was Bray Wyatt for a minute, like a vignette of Bray Wyatt or something like that. And instead, it was two Scottish chicks. Yeah. Uh, I sort of thought it was Bray Wyatt, but then I got afraid that maybe it was Karrion Cross to try yet another oh, spooky God. character. So when finally I'm like, oh, it, it, it's got to be. Now they're calling them the Unholy Union. And then I'm like, Okay, I'm down with this. Yeah, yeah, like, but it took like almost towards the end of the entire video to see that it was these two and going, oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah, but you know what? Watching. That's, but that's, if you the, see... that's the purpose of a vignette is to, is to exactly. watch the end and be interested. True. But if you see that vignette, though, there was little things that seemed very Bray Whitish. I don't know if maybe they are going to, you know, bring him into or bring them into his storyline. If he comes back, that could be a possibility. I doubt it, though. But... Or it could mean that he's done now. They reanimate the Fiend because that is all that we need from Bray because Bray can no longer be allowed to be in control. Bray got a chance to be in control of Bray World and he can no longer longer do that. I'm I'm sorry. He has brilliant ideas and there's some things he does brilliantly, but there's got to be someone who says no or or put some guardrails in. I'm with Jerome. I'm with him. I want to see some witches' brooms, damn it, as well. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, Alba Fire looks like a damn witch, let's be honest. Uh, like, Naturally. I, 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 like, yeah, I don't... Alba looks like a stripper witch, so... Yeah, there you Ooh, go. There you go. So, banger uh, after banger, Jeff. No, no, that was, no, 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 don't do That's it. a Pride uh, Month event I can get behind. <laughs> behind. Uh, so we have oh, uh, Chief Content Officer Paul Triple H Levesque making his way to the ring. And he'll be playing a part of the thousand day celebration. And then we see the video package of Roman being Cody. We have a commercial break. A reminder that hey, Seth Rollins is going to face Damian Priest on Raw. And then next week on SmackDown, we're going to see four Money in the Bank qualifying matches: Butch versus Baron Corbin, Santos Escobar versus Mustafa Ali, Mission Mia Yim versus Bailey, and Shotzi versus Io Sky. So, and that's did you know? Brock Lesnar is afraid of Cody, according to Cody, even though Cody lost. I don't care. This is a smack attack, not raw. Yeah, we're not talking about that shit. They spoke about it on SmackDown. All right. All right, whatever. God damn it, pal. Cody put a lot of stupid things in that promo. Right. All right, so let's real quick. quick, (laughs) Shut up. Real quick. Let's talk about these matches. Let's give our predictions just for the fun of it. Uh, Butch versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Jimmy, who you got? 
Butch versus Becky. Oh, well, obviously Butch. <laughs> okay. Corbin ain't going to win. Chris, who you got? I mean, they're trying to push Baron Corbin as a main event in NXT right now, aren't they? Well, they had him taking out Carmelo Hayes, but... Yeah. Well, they've got to do something with him then. I'm going to go with right. Corbin, even though that seems ridiculous. But Right. Okay. Jeff? It's a hard one because uh, I can see Corbin this winning This one's too. a toss-up. I don't really care. I'll just go with Butch. Okay, Butch. I'm going to go Corbin just because maybe the latest internet clout got him a little something. And like you said, he's supposedly for the main event on um, everything. Now, the next one, same thing. Santos Escobar versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? Santos. Santos? Chris? Santos. Yeah. Jimmy? Santos? Santos, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, he's in LA's in NXT now, so um, okay, cool. I mean, the only reason why I see Baron Corbin not doing, not winning is because he's doing something with Carmelo in NXT. That's Maybe if part. Carmelo comes out and cost him the match, but it doesn't right. make any sense for nah, him to be going be, against yeah, the NXT nah. champion on NXT, and he still continues to not be able to get any kind of wins in WWE. That's Although, I mean, guys, you could be right, though. I can see Corbin actually winning for some reason now that I think about it, though. Who knows? Look, look. How many times? Cor- have you said How about like this? That? Corbin wins Money in the Bank and cashes in on the NXT champion. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that would be a, well. All right, wow. Mia Yim versus Bailey. Who you got, uh, Chris? Who you got? Um, Mia Yim because it 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 pushes the story forward of uh, or no, sorry, uh, Bailey. Uh, ba- Bailey's gonna win that one. Um, I like Mia Yim. I, I think she's a talent. I think that uh, I think that she's also got something in that uh, charisma that we're talking about. Uh, but they don't show her. They don't really give her a chance to. But Bailey is Bailey. Ba- Bailey's like I I fucking love Bailey. I love everything <laughs> Bailey does. I love her videos. I think she's I think she's gorgeous. I also think she's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Love Bailey. So let's go. All Bailey. right, Jeff Mission or Bailey? Who you got? Oh Bailey, I mean this is this is furthering the uh, damage control imploding, uh, and this is where you know where they finally implode because one of them costs the they cost each other the the shot is what's mm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I Mia Yim, I don't see any charisma there. I see nothing there. I, I uh, frankly I think that she's the most the more boring ver- member of the couple that she's in, and that's saying something. And she's pretty limited, if you know what I mean. Not limitless. But there you go. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, who you got? Bailey, although the only thing that gets me a little um, not too sure sort of about Bailey is the fact that it's a money in the bank match. Is she healthy enough to go through a match like that? Because she's coming off, you know, some severe injuries. It's the only thing that makes me doubt. But I can't see me winning either, so I'm gonna go with Bailey, obviously. Well, here, here's my thought, right? If if, if you want to go that route, let's say Mia win, Mia wins. Um, it you could can still continue the story. Let's say Io right. wins against Shashi because that's the other match, Shashi versus Io, which I think we all agree Io is gonna win, right? And I mean, I yeah. think our ultimate goal would we'd love to see Io have the belt or uh, have the uh, Money in the Bank. And face Oscar for the title. Yep. So, uh, what if Bailey loses and EO wins, and then I that can can that. cause a divide even more so because Bailey was like, "Hey, you should just give me your spot." 
That's you should, I'm, you know, I'm I'm the leader of damage control. You should yep. give me your spot, and you could go that route with it and and do the story as well. And it makes more sense, in my opinion. Or, or EO, it's EO and Bailey who are the last two, and Bailey's climbing up there, and EO's the one who kicks her off the ladder or whatever the case might be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that, yeah, I think that's likely to happen. Right. I think I think there's the the, the thing about this that makes the women's a little bit different is there's two ways that can go with it. it yep. Bailey loses and you can continue to split. Bailey, either way, EO's got to win. EO's right. winning next week. I think. Yeah, 100%, we, I, think, I agree. Yep. I think EO wins because that matchup of, with Asuka is is a very very good mouthwatering. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Whereas with Bailey, it's kind of whatever. And so I could see doing a sneak kind of thing with her where you know she doesn't win and she tries to force you know eo to give her the title or hey after maybe eo wins hey you should give me that because you know i'm the better one i'm you know i'm 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 a two-time women's champion so i you give it to me you don't you've never done anything you, we continue that at, from that direction as well um whichever which one's the best i don't know i kind of like the idea of bailey losing and being that petulant karen and bugging eo me to too. the point yep. you know where that, that right but that's where that Bailey match with uh, Mia Yim moves forward. Because here's the only thing: there, it's like they're efforting to try to push the OC, and her being a part of that, you know, Mia Yim being a part of that. I think maybe is my only hesitation to say Bailey doesn't win. I don't know, but Me too. I, I think we all agree. I think we, I think we all agree. Eo's got is just going to beat Shotzi for the title easily, right? Oh, oh, easily. Uh, easily. I have never said this before, but we are spending too much time on Bailey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're moving forward. Um, <laughs> all right, so we have the thousand down rate, uh, thousand days champion to end the show. So, yay, I'm so excited because this was look, this was a long segment. I am not gonna lie. Uh, because first we have to have Triple H make his entrance to the ring, and that takes you know five minutes, and then he's got a title belt covered in black cloth, and it's you know, he makes this whole speech and everything along those lines. Um, uh, and they said, this is a man they'll tell their grandchildren about. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to tell my grandchildren about Roman Reigns, but, you know, we'll see. Um, and so then we have Roman Reigns make his entrance because he's actually on his 106th day as champion. Um, and, of course, that takes another 20 minutes for him to get down to the ring um, with uh, Paul Heyman and Solo. And then <laughs> it says if he has his three weeks from tomorrow or today – Roman's ready to pass Pedro Morales to go on the fourth of the all-time list. And then three men will be ahead of him. will be Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, and Bruno San Martino. Uh, it says San Martino actually holds the spots of one and four of 2,803 days and 1,237 days. So in actuality, Reigns will be fifth on the list for the longest reign. So um, anyway, Triple H congratulates him. And he, you know... The Thousand Days as Champion, something that hasn't been done in nearly 40 years. He's going to present with a brand new Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. And he takes off the new belt. Um, guys, what do we think about this belt? Do we like it? Yes or no? Can I Can I Chris. just can I, can I take this yeah, yeah. to start? Okay. So, I don't know how long ago it was that they first said that they were going to reveal a brand new WWE World, you know, a brand new WWE World Champion ship and it was the logo in black and gold and then they said we're gonna have a a brand new raw women's championship and it was the logo in white and red 
And then we're going to have a, a brand new SmackDown Women's Championship. And it was the logo in white and blue. And then we're going to have a brand new Universal Championship. And it's the logo in blue and gold. And then we're going to have a, a brand new tonight. Tonight we're going to have a brand new World Championship that we're going to reveal. And it's the logo in black and gold. What in the fuck is wrong with this company, man? I get branding. I, I totally understand that they want to do something where they can really brand it, right? Look, it's WWE, and then they can send it out to the NBA teams, and the NBA teams can hold it up when they win the championship, and they can and they and people can recognize it. Oh, it's a WWE belt, right? It's a WWE. And you look, it's the WWE logo. It's so fucking lazy, man. It is. It is like I, okay. I I have a I have a seven year old and a six year old. Right. When I tell them to go clean their room and then they come out and they tell me that their re- that their room is clean. Basically, what that means is that they've each picked up a sock and put it in the laundry basket. The rest of the room is still completely fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. Right. That's WWE's level of effort in their fucking creating new titles lately. It is garbage. Fuck off with this stuff. So. And here's the interesting thing that you say that, because if you think about it now, on Raw, we have that new World Heavyweight Championship belt, the design of it. Well, well, I mean, it's it's at least different than the other 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 belts, let's be honest. And then it has that similar look. Yeah, no, because if you think about it, it's got the gold. It's just a gold belt with, you know, the none of the like the WWE smaller in the center and then everything else, which is similar design to the Intercontinental belt. Which is now makes sense why, you know, uh, Gunther is on Raw now. Because you think about it, Austin Theory's belt, the United States Heavyweight Championship belt, kind of looks like the WWE branded belts, right? Mm-hmm. And now with Roman's mm-hmm. belt being the way it is, it's on the same belt. And then, um, so it's that idea of, okay, well, we're doing something different with the Raw belts, right? They look different. They look more kind of regal and pristine and, you know, whatever. And this is the, the commercial belt because we're on Fox and we see double the amount of people that are on Fox than there are on whatever. So when we have that belt um, in giving to pop culture for whatever, um, then it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of similarities to the raw belt to old school New Japan belts and Ring of and Honor WCW belts. And NWA. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think marketing wise, that's why they, they went that route. Do I like it? No, I think it sucks. I agree with you completely. It's stupid. It's like you've been a, did a big hubba do for like changing the color of the belt to going from two belts to one and you change the color. Wow. You know what? Thanks I'll for wasting my time on that. You know, um, it's a waste of time, Jimmy. I don't care. You no, no, wasted- I'll tell you why. Why do we care about the damn belts? Big fuck. Like, big deal. It's just the belt. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we (laughs) shouldn't really be, uh, really, like, stressing over it. Not that we are, but do you know what I mean? Because you're the one who got excited over the ring ropes. Sorry? You're the one who got excited over the colors of ring ropes, and you're saying not to get stressed over the, not to get excited about the belt? I'm not saying I don't agree, right? But deep down, I think we overthink this shit, including the ring no. ropes, right? No, listen, there is, a, you know. no, 
Listen, there is something really, really interesting about a championship that looks great. Okay. Yeah. The the NF the NFL World Championship or whatever. I don't I don't ever remember seeing somebody holding that up and thinking, "Wow, that's a cool looking championship." I don't ever remember seeing somebody holding up the NBA championship and thinking, "Wow, what a cool championship." The fucking Stanley Cup. That thing looks boss. People you know what they up do that throw up there? Looks fucking boss bro you know so don't tell me that the championships don't matter they do matter and they should look cool and they yeah. should look well, prestigious and the fact that they just look like fucking like wait a minute here's the though. brand here's my brand it looks Hot. fucking garbage first of all you know what belts they do hold up what championship belts they do hold up the WWE championship belts that WWE send all the champions of whatever league that's what i'm saying and, though that's it right. looks like shit it would look they so still much cooler it. if they sent out fucking winged eagle belts. That would right. look way cooler. And but don't WWE won't me. go backwards, man. Don't they don't go backwards. Tell me, okay, fine. Then do something else, but do something better because right. just changing the fucking colors on the logo is lazy as fuck. Yep. yep. I mean, it, look, right. look. So everyone you, said it's all about branding, man. Fun. Sorry, no go, Jeff. Oh. Um. I have a lot more thoughts about things surrounding the belt and how we got to it that, that I have to complain about. As far as the belt is concerned, listen, it's okay. It's mid. It's 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 underwhelming. For is it a, better than the other two belts? More importantly, Jim? no. I, it's exactly I think, like uh, the other two. Belts. I think I think no, it's actually it is, right. inferior to the other two belts. It's it's similar to the belt that Seth has. I don't think it's terribly different. But this is, but this belt is absorbing the lineage of both WCW and WWE. This is the Universal and what was formerly the the. the I don't the, like the that. Trivia. Would you stop? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, but it should be just a WWE Championship, though. I, but it's not, and and they and and this was the, actually you and I had this argument that I right. thought that the Seth's belt was going to get the WWE, and you said that doesn't make any sense. So now you're arguing with yourself. Anyway, it is what it is. Because I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's the problem. Well, the, but the, the, this belt. Is supposed to absorb two belts, which, by the way, they botched that also, and they botched yeah. all the introduction. So I want to rant more about this and this, but for a belt that's supposed, like, if they incorporated elements of WCW's Big Gold and the Winged Eagle with the modern construct, I think you can go forwards and backwards at the same time. And there are people who are paid to make designs. Jimmy, you live with one of them. There is, she is she, paid to make she's creative, good. beautiful designs. Very good. And right. she can, and you tell her what she wants, and she's going to come up with things that will knock your socks off. Shout uh, out and, to Dee, who's fucking awesome. Or, or, or you, or you're one case, of the best for She real, will knock right. a Lebanese down between your knees. Um, <laughs> but, she has, but, actually. <laughs> nice. All right. That's not, really. that movie. <laughs> not in that's, that way, but yeah, anyway. Uh huh. What other way? <laughs> never mind. I never, I'm but I, I found this belt to be underwhelming. I don't think it matters, but. When you have Roman there with three belts and it's smaller than the existing, I mean, Roman, I don't think saw the belt before, and his first reaction looked like, "What the Tell fuck him. is this?" It's I true. thought, I thought true. we were going to have a, a Medusa Michelli moment where he threw it out and he says, "What the fuck is this shit?" I thought he was going to toss it in the trash. That's what his face said. Let me rant though about something else because this whole presentation. We didn't even know about it until like Twitter, like a day or two before yeah, they were to get a new belt on this. Yep. They didn't true. tell us, they didn't make it clear that they're retiring the two other belts and replacing it. And and 
Triple H didn't even take the two belts from Heyman. He walked out with the two belts. So Roman right. walked out. Everyone's saying, Roman's going to be walking around with three belts now. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, They're he's retiring not. the other two belts. He's just got one belt, and everyone's going to have one belt. And no, he walked out with three belts, just like everyone's saying. I mean, it, that was so stupid. And it was wasteful. So I don't know if they could have come up with a better designer. Well, I don't know if they would have come up with a better designer. And obviously, they could have. But this segment should have been the thousand day celebration and they should have built to another segment where Roman doesn't have to yep. wrestle on TV for two or three weeks down the road with mm-hmm. the belt presentation, have a whole thing. And this whole thing where the whole family is going to come, where clearly they had, had no intention of the whole family coming. They should have moved that down the line where they did bring the whole family in. And maybe then the whole family starts taking sides or, or tries to talk sense into Usos or whatever it is. I just thought this whole segment, while I like the, the dynamic of what happened with the characters, I think the segment overall was a fail. Now, no one's going to remember that because because I'm wrong. It's not really a fail because what happened with the characters is really what matters. In no, yeah, right. And it could have been done yeah. so much better and extended over time. Just like AW botched the thing with Chris Statler coming back and getting the belt right away when they could have extended that over two weeks, wow. three weeks, two months. This, they did the same thing here, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even advertised and it wasn't even executed well by the cerebral assassin himself and the wise man. They're right there. Paul made a whole big deal about Paul to Paul saying, all right, I'm going now. When as soon as the Uso song came out and he gives him the mic, take the belt or Heyman goes, hey, we need these. No, nothing. None of that happened. Let's not even get into the fact that they did the whole thing. No family. No family was there. And in mm-hmm. fact, half the family. No Usos. The Usos are never getting in here. I doubled security. We don't even see a scene oh, where they're fighting God. their way through security and they're super kicking security right and left to get in there. They, they're they not allowed in the building. Their music hits before Their they music, yeah. exactly. Oh, Spot on, right. This, this exactly. Is, I, I know it's wrestling. But I do expect better, especially from the best storyline possibly in the history. And how long can we say this is the best storyline in the history of wrestling and forgive all of these other things which aren't that little and, and still it's, say it's the it's best? It's the little story? things, right. Or is this the best that we can expect in professional wrestling? And maybe yeah, I, I don't think that it's the best story in the history of professional no, wrestling, yeah. but I do think that it's, it's the best here. story in the last 20 years or so. Mm. And I mean, listen... I really loved Game of Thrones, right? That was one of my favorite shows. I, I, if you told me today that that somebody was going to come in and completely rewrite the last season, I would I would fall to my knees and thank Jesus. I don't even believe in Jesus. I, uh, like I, I would I would thank Allah and Krishna and whoever. <laughs> well, the well fuck Jesus else. believes in you, Chris. Okay, right. Jesus uh-huh. in you. shout out. He's to got Jesus an interesting story, in actually. Um, about that, but yeah. no, listen, like I like. Sometimes you can get something that's really good and there are still things that need to be improved about it, right? Um, The last Spider-Man movie was really good. The one where they had all three Spider-Man or whatever. Really, really good movie. There were things about that that I could change that would have have improved it, that would have made it better. Same thing with this. Uh, There are definitely things that can get improved upon. But this storyline is still the best wrestling storyline in the last 20 years. And if it's not, then I'd really love to hear somebody's argument about what is. No, I agree well, with you. But here's it. And Jimmy, to answer your question, let me let me share this with you. This is what people are going to be seeing with your champions. The, these guys are going to be going on TV, doing interviews. This is what you're presenting to the populace are out here, Okay. Look, the idea behind the the World Heavyweight Championship, they tried to incorporate some of the 
WCW belt. You mm-hmm. know, I feel that's the goal there. And mm-hmm. then this is just a color swap for, you know, yeah, going back to what it was when The Rock had it. This is the kind of the design when The Rock first de- debuted right. it. By the way, in my hometown of Lafayette, Louisiana, after uh, that WrestleMania in New Orleans, he did it there. <laughs> um, shout out to The Rock and Lafayette being famous for that at the Cajun Dome. Woohoo! But Ooh. this is the whole point. You're doing this. WWE isn't doing this for, um, hey, because we want our belts to look good, unique, and classic, and Stanley Cupish, and where we're going to go. Oh, I mean, people freak the fuck out about the IWGP championship belt when they change the new design. It's still a shitty design, but it gives that idea they're jumping on the popular culture train of, hey, look, this is what we can send to people, and this is what we can do. This is a marketing ploy. This is not a, we want to, this is not something we want to do to be iconic. And that's the problem. You want, really, you want your champion to wear something iconic, not another brand. And I think that's more of what Chris and I are talking about. But in fairness, we're going to get used to it because nobody liked the old belts that in that same picture that you saw draped over Roman's shoulders. But you know what they feel like right now that there's a new belt? They feel iconic. Yeah. I don't hate it as much as you guys do, though. I will say that. I, I, don't I actually don't it. mind I just, it. I just right. found it underwhelming. But we, it, we no, all, it, we're all just repeating ourselves now. It, the, right. It's not that we hate the. It's the fact that they put a rigmarole over a color swap. Yeah. No, I agree. Belt. I agree. It's That's true. where exactly. they wasted my time. When they originally, when The Rock originally debuted that design, I thought, yeah, it's a cool looking belt. I don't mind that. But if, but if that's one fucking belt on your fucking show, you've right. got four different belts now, five different belts that are active, as Jeff said, because the other two didn't get taken away. Five fucking belts that are active that look exactly the same, but with a color swap. Right. That's fucking lame. Yeah. And that's that's where I think, Jimmy, we're, you're getting lost in translation here, is that we're upset about the waste just of time. Just wait for the new tag team belts, Chris. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> just just wait for your, your head to explode because they're going to look the same, too. Right. Well, to be fair, the they Trojan, suck. Uh, helmets facing each other. Yeah, but they Great. suck anyway, the even now. The Intercontinental Championship can just be the same design, but like three inches smaller. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like a penis, only three inches smaller. Right, hey. exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, you can't why? cover from that, so let's just let's just, just move forward. Come why on. are we talking about Jimmy's personal life? Yeah, show, oh, show. Right. we always do. What? Um, so we Roman shows the title to Solo. He then he asks Triple H to put the strap around his waist, <laughs> and he holds his hand out. Paul hands up, hands goes the microphone, and he starts. He says, Fifth? no, 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 <clears throat> that's not enough anymore. The entire universe acknowledge me." And of course, everybody boos, and you know, and then the Usos music hits. But, but oh my on. god! Can, can, can we not forget that Roman didn't even care what cities, and he started with Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's a, he didn't even want to admit they were yeah. He forgot yeah. where they were too. Yeah, he was like, "Pen, no wait, never mind." I'm telling you, they were all drunk. Everybody was hungover this <laughs> yeah. entire week. Right? Yeah. No, so, look, it's it's because of the Saudi event, 100, percent man. But, oh well, yeah. But here, still, you have no. It's because it's because Roman Reigns wants this to seem like a big deal. He right. wants he wants this moment to seem like a big deal, right? He wants to be able to he wants to be able to show this moment in twenty years as like a why was Roman Reigns such a great champion, right? And if he says Wilkesbury, like <laughs> yeah. you kill it, it's yeah. dead. Even That's if you try cool. to say Pennsylvania, it's actually really smart. 
Yeah, it's it, even if you could, if because he intended to say Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but it's like eh, I mean, when you see to... when you see clips of the Rock saying, "Finally, the Rock has come back." To where? Where does he say? Does he say, "Finally, the Rock has come back to Wilkesbury"? Because no. I don't remember those clips. I remember no. seeing those clips as New York City. I but, remember seeing those clips as oh, he Cincinnati. I, I remember him right. talking about cities that actually have some kind of prestige or fame to them. Not fucking Wilkesbury. Right. But here's the other thing that he did there too. In some of the smaller towns, he didn't say it. He let the crowd say it. Yeah. Yeah. He would go. Jeez, Finally, cool. the Rock has come back. And then yep. they say it, and then he tosses the mic, and off he goes. Well, because... you can't do that in Wilkesbury because I think they say Wilkes Bar. Yeah, or however. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we have the Usos music hits, and all of a sudden, oh my God, it's a commercial break. So, oh, um, God, I hate that, man. Look, and so Roman is facing Jimmy, and he stares him coldly, and Jay is just all over. The- Jace is doing his pacing and anxiety ridden self, um, looking like he needs another beer. Um, I'm sorry, I'm still not over the DUI stuff, apparently. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> it was Jimmy that got the DUS, yeah. It is Jimmy, right? <clears throat> no, I don't I know. Mean, I'm sure Jay was drinking there, he just happened not to yeah. be driving. Yeah, look, I just, remember, I just remember both <laughs> Usos, like it always seemed like they were getting arrested for DUIs, and both of them, it's so, pretty much always Jimmy, yeah. Um, something anyway. about iconic tag teams of brothers that just can't put the fucking booze and drugs away, <laughs> right, like, right? Yeah, true. Know. That's actually there's a pattern there, it's actually because brothers good feed spot. off of each other. Brothers feed off each other. Well, what about the, the, the Lucha Brothers and the Bucks? I mean, all the all the the only buck, the only drugs the Bucks need are Jesus. Right, but again, well, Nick Jackson's not as bad as Matt, though. They they need they both feed off each other still, and the Lucha Brothers do yeah. too on whatever it is. They they feed off each other in unhealthy ways, but in the ring, it's just I mean, everything. Uh, yeah. looks the, like the Martins are just uh, they're just addicted to injuries. Oh. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they feed off each other. You got hurt, fun. I'm going to get hurt worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 are addicted to who's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, wow. we have an interesting segment, part of the segment here where Roman looks over at Jay and he tells Jay to kick Jimmy in the face. And Jay doesn't do it. And Roman repeats himself and says he didn't stutter before repeating the order. And then Jim, Jimmy kicked him in the face and took his tag team champion away from him. Um, uh, and so yeah, it's like this was this was a, a very look. I, I don't I don't know how to describe like how I felt. Say how you feel, John. Tell him what like, is it? I, like like I understand what they were trying to do with this segment. I get it. The emotional aspect. This is like, hey, you showed up when you're not supposed to be here. First of all, it's that like, and then you knew. I, I guess I knew it was coming the moment they're in the ring that. Solo's going to pretend like he's with the brothers and then that's just a setup so that he's right there to spike Jimmy in the throat and Jay says I'm not going to turn on my brother that's my brother we're the ones come on let's just we're all fine yeah I kicked you in the face cool but like you know we're all good let's 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 go forward and, and it isn't the case anymore and that the bloodline is not what we thought it was and it ends with Jimmy getting spiked and Jay going oh my god like what are you doing and Rowan and Solo walk out with Paul Heyman I mean, uh, I, I, I really like. I really like the end. I really like the end there, so uh, and it was Me subtle. Too. But the end there, where Paul is kind of tapping on Roman's shoulders as they're walking away, and he's like, he's like, my, my, my tribal chief, my tribal chief. Mm-hmm. What about Jay? What about Jay? And Roman goes, 
Jay. Jay's going to do what he always does. He'll get in line. That's right. Mm-hmm. Listen, this was really when people talk about psychology and wrestling. This was this was psychology, and this was really a battle of philosophies about worldviews. You had Jimmy expressing the more progressive liberal one. Uh, we all have to work with respect. We must be egalitarian. We must be all together. That's how we advance and we progress our society. And Roman was representing, no, there can be only one. There's one king, and you listen to me, whatever I say. And that's how we got strong. That's how we say strong. Jimmy's like, no, we fight together as a family. Like Roman's like, yeah, we fight together as a family, but there's only one leader of this family, and it's me, motherfucker. So when he said no, it was like when Michael Corleone kissed Fredo <laughs> and said, Fredo, I love you. And I, I love I love that when Roman was was hugging him, it like Roman walks the line of being mm. like the cocky ego egotist, but also like the heavy is the head that wears the crown and you do kind of feel that with roman sometimes where he's hugging jimmy and he's hugging him tight and you can yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the look on his face is this emotion of like i don't want to do this i don't want to have to put you down jimmy like that was the emotion that was going on in his face and okay he came out of it and went no right and then when jimmy got put down it wasn't like roman was smirking and smiling and happy no. it was like you know, Roman walked away feeling like, fuck, man, I hate that I have to do this to my cousins. Right. And you've mm-hmm. got again, like with the Jay thing, it wasn't it wasn't Jay. Jay's going to get in line with a smile on his face. It was Jay's going to get in line. That's yeah. psychological, yeah. really, though. It's playing his game. Subtleties to the acting that fucking Roman Reigns is oh, just really awesome at. This and is I, this good. when Eddard Stark had to cut off the heads of of people himself because he's like yeah. if you're going to be the the lord then you yeah. have to you have to cut off the but but the thing is i think a little differently in this i do think no shit we think you think differently we know that <laughs> oh i'd rather be different than the same but no in all seriousness this is my true opinion I do think everyone will fall in line eventually. You're again. supposed to say better to be alone than in bad company. That's that's the retort <laughs> to that. No, but seriously, I do feel like in the end, like Solo hitting, uh, was it Jimmy, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he did that because Jimmy needed to be punished at this point, right? He really needed. He's been a prick. I mean, he super kicked uh, Roman twice at in Saudi Arabia. Again, Jimmy is getting carried away with with for, telling Roman to fall in line when really it's like, nah, bitch, you fall in line. I'm the fucking tribal chief, right? Roman didn't even get his revenge yet. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even get him back yet. He didn't even hit him. Yeah, he but didn't you do nothing. think that Solo did it because Solo took that upon himself. What we're saying is that is that Solo did that because he knew that's what Roman Roman was doing. Him. Yeah, Right, but yes. Roman but that's the thing. There's only one thing. I think there's Solo more to that, though. Solo hasn't chosen agency. He's chosen success. I don't think he's even, it's, it's even about choosing sides here. I truly think someone needed to put Jimmy back in line. You know what I mean? They will fight it out though. That's the thing. There will be a four way. Surely they have to, right? And like Jimmy said, the key word, families fight, brothers fight. You know what I mean? But in the end where family, it works itself out. And I see in the chat, a lot of people saying, what are they going to do with these guys? What do you mean? What are they going to do? They're family. They're always going to be aligned one way or the other, whether they're all in agreement or they're not. It's just, it is what it is. 
This is what families do at times. You know Shit what happens. Find, tune in to the future shows and keep keep finding out because that's mm. what episodic television is exactly right. right. That's right. why it's a successful exactly. story. Because I mean, all the things I ranted about, and I think they were all righteous points. They're uh, they were they're unimportant than what actually happened between right. the characters, which that's is true. why it's still. Which is why I checked myself and said, "This is a fail." I said, "Well, no, it's not a fail because it's yeah. not because the story advanced, and we still want to see what happens." with this family and like the Sopranos, you sort of want to see them get away, but you also know that they all have to die. Right. Yeah. And I guess my, my complaint is not about the acting of it. Everything I think was very well done and acted. It was, it was the first, we had the time waster of the beginning of this segment uh, with the belt and the whatever. Then when we got to this point, I immediately knew what was going to happen. You know, it was like, there was no it was all predictable going in it was more a matter of okay i know what's coming cool but let me see how they played at least so i was a little bit disappointed in the idea of you know okay well we're gonna play the false red herring with solo standing with his brothers and then now he's not gonna do that because he's gonna spike jimmy because that's what he knows roman roman probably told him ahead of time if they show up this is what you have to do especially with jimmy and jay you know, wondering what should I do? Like Jay, Jay being the continual person who needs someone to reassure him and lead him in life. Right, like, he seems insecure to an extent. Yeah, and he so he's like now it's like that idea of do I go with my cousin who's the dictator or do I go with my brother who's who I live with? But my other brother's turn. So like, well, don't we remember what when Jay originally? surrendered to roman's rule right was because exactly. roman was killing jimmy who was coming back from an injury in the right. cave and jay quit to save his brother and ever since then jay has been like the loyal rabid dog i mean so you know i don't know if they're going to hearken back to that or not but they should but i listen you knowing everything that was going to happen i don't know why that disappoints you because it happened that way because that's what's supposed to happen. I guess. And just, like, I mean, just like Eli, you know, sorry, L.A. Knight won the way he was supposed to, just like Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory won the way they're supposed to win. I don't think there's any problem with that. Like, swerves happen, swerves are only successful when they're rare. Otherwise, you get, like, and I hate to keep comparing the two, but how, I mean, you keep getting the chaos in AEW where there's swerves within swerves within swerves, and it's just meaningless. You, you just get a headache trying to keep track of it. And here, you got what you were supposed to get. I'm annoyed. You know, I'm yelling. You know, Jimmy's mad about the color of the ropes. I'm mad about that they forgot the family thing and the security stuff. But the big part, the the big parts of the story are important. I mean, at the end, Superman still fought uh, Dark Side. You know, at, at at the end, they 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 the thing and the Hulk still were were trading fists in the center of the screen, and that's what that's in the end what I was coming to say. And I guess that's more of what I I wanted. I wanted something more, um, like I didn't need the red herring. I wanted more of the Solo's made his choice. He knows because like that was kind of playing it throughout the night that Solo has made his choice. He sided with Roman. Roman is his person. We don't need that red herring of whatever. It it could be Jimmy is in Roman's face. Then all of a sudden it should have just been Solo coming in with a you know. You know. We heard Solo say. I acknowledge you, my tribal chief, but they are my brothers. So he made right. the choice over his brothers for his tribal chief. I thought it was. But I thought on. it was. I don't know if I'm good. Important is too big a word, but I. But I thought it was. It was 
a TV worthwhile point. I thought it made it more interesting. So. No, for sure. But like what um, Todd and Jerome are saying in the chat, for example, like, but Todd, especially in his last comment, he says, plus the Usos attack Solo and cost them the tag titles accidental, but still, so that was Solo's payback. And that's what I was trying to say also before, why Solo would have hit Jimmy in the first place also. I don't think any of it is Solo's payback. I think it's all Roman's payback. And yeah. Solo is just his agent. I think, and, and, and again, I guess I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Point. If he's his agent, his we didn't need the red herring of him telling you. Know, I don't think he was making that choice. I think he was getting Jimmy comfortable so that he could sneak attack him. I think that was the whole bit and purpose. But I would have been just as fine as Jim because Jimmy was in Roman's face. And then, right. you know, and then it was just boom. Um, you know, like Elizabeth says, she says right here, it's not a surprise Solo was his brother because he was already off on his own. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, that's why he's called Solo. You know, exactly. I mean, Again, and, right. and so that I guess that's that idea. It's that I, I mean, because Jimmy and Jay are significantly older than Solo, and they're twins, so they're obviously closer. So it's this idea that Solo, even though they're brothers, they're not like my ex-wife was 16 years younger than the next oldest sibling. All right, so she has three older brothers. It's not like they're like all tight or whatever. They hardly talk. Like to my ex-wife was 16 years older than my ex-girlfriend. And I'll and I'm 12 years older than you're funny. I'm 12 years older than my sister, so there's a generational gap right there. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean you can date her, Jimmy. Yeah. Shut up, Jeff. Come on, right? Man. That's gross. God, don't even say that, man. Come Jimmy, on, man. Jimmy, Jimmy thinks incest is best. All right, we get it. Thank hey, you. hey, I'm Thank not from the sharing. south. <laughs> you are from the south. You're, 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 well, you're, yeah, technically on the globe, right? But, yeah. yeah, you're from the deep south, sir. You're from the deep <laughs> south. Uh, wow, well, there's yeah, deeper. Yeah, you, know, you go deeper, and you get to the giants and the mastodons. Come on, right? right. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, this still was one of the best <laughs> segments that they've had on the show, and it was really good. Uh, I'm not. I, I guess at this point, with with the storyline being as good as it is, I feel like you know, I expect more, and I'm, I, I nitpick a little bit more because what, what, what it's been so Chris? good. I think he hmm? just got tired and just rolled. Uh, uh, yeah, you could tell he kind of wanted to get out pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure something came up. It was fine. Um, and we I'm have sure around two and a half hours. Yeah, look, it's everybody's fault. We've all talked a little bit. Um, but And we, we did spend over an hour not talking SmackDown either. So, uh, well, but we, we always do that. Yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, it is, it's like, for me, breaker. it's almost 141, <laughs> and I haven't eaten lunch yet either. So there's that. Um, so, but, I mean, no, I, you I, I think. hungry for you? No, look, that's maybe why I'm a little hangry. Um, no, maybe <laughs> he could be hangry too. I don't know, but I, I guess the point is, it's it, this has been such a good thing that I'm finding points to nitpick because there it's been a good segment and I want it to continue to be good. And but that's the problem with WWE, they've got me to a point to where I can't just sit and enjoy the product, I have to feel the need to nitpick now because they always screw things up. And so, like, it's always this well, is this is this them fucking up? Is it, are we going down a wrong path? Because I guess that's my expectation now with WWE, because how many times have we talked? They did this, but they did this, but, but, you know, and that's where I'm at with WWE and how how to watch the product. And I can't just, it's not like, you know, John Wick for every, is John Wick ridiculous? Yes. Do I sit down and not worry about the the storyline or whatever? Yes, because it's entertaining. I can't do that with WWE, you know? The, the Uso thing drove me nuts. The fact that your music is playing. Oh, we doubled security. We did all this. 
<clears throat> and they walk out from the back and they just kind of have their music playing. Like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, that's that's stupid, man. You know, there's there's a that's the kind of things like that have already led up to this moment. You wasted my time with the belt. Then you do some stupid shit like that. And then now I've got to lead into this segment. So it was kind of like I had like a lot of shit sandwiches. And now you're going to give me a roast beef sandwich. But I'm still thinking about the shit sandwich. And that's how they kind of scheduled things for me. So I'm I'm not as much as I like this segment. I, I just hate that what this is what WWE has done to me as far as watching it. Um, yeah, uh, Elizabeth, exactly. If you're going to play the music, at least come in from the crowd. Exactly. Right. You know, as simple as that. But they, yeah, they, they, they didn't, didn't even do that. They didn't do that. But anyway, that let's be honest. For the for the most part, that is still one of the better segments that they've had in in a while. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, despite everything. Um, but that's my take on it. You know. Um, that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, anything else, gentlemen? That was the end of the show. Uh, Roman walks out, of course, you know, with his new belt, and Paul Heyman walks out with the other two belts, and uh, that was it. So Jimmy's down. Solo walks with him. Jay is wondering, I don't know what to do. Oh my god, my brother! But I don't know what to do. Oh my god, it, you know, it's so weird to see him like that. Um, but um, anything else, gentlemen? No. Do we need to discuss? No. No. Jimmy? I think we've covered it pretty. Yeah. You know, extensive. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're so getting into end game territory here. This is yeah. no, we are we are in the end game. Uh, with that said, let's go into the end game first. Uh, Chris obviously had to run, but uh, you can find him uh, on the Twitters and the internet. Go find Chris Sam's one at Chris Sam's one. one Twitter, right? Because right. he he is day one, the, one. the one, right? The one. <laughs> uh, but and then of course uh, anything on the PWC, you can find them there as well. Uh, what's his show? Remind me, Jimmy. What's his show that he does? The Power Center. And if you have a wrestling title belt in your avatar, he will not accept your fan request unless yes. you do it on after Facebook. the fact, like me. And now, <laughs> look now, my look my type my. If you go to my Facebook profile and go look at it, it's now me in sunglasses with a hat with Lance Archer's belt on my shoulder. So Lance isn't hey, in the picture. I know Lance I know Right? But Lance isn't in the picture now, so it's just me with the belt. So, you know. Mm. I, want, anyway. I want a picture of Lance Archer putting you through a table. Well, look, I would yeah. do it. I would he do would it. do it, for sure. 100% I would let would Lance do it. Me. I'd let Lance put me through a table. That would be awesome. Uh, tell him so. that. Actually, you should tell him. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> hey, look. I'll do it for the clicks, man. It would be awesome. All right, but Jimmy, tell the people where they can find you on the internet and where they can hear your lovely AI voice throughout the internet. Wow, you just spun me out. I was just looking yeah. at a freaking podcast app about uh, AI voice. That's funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Massifix and you can follow us at the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe to the PWCnetwork.popping.com to check out all our shows. And also right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. You get the best talk in all of pro wrestling and aminmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. That's about it. Okay. Jeff, where can the people find you on the internet and hear your lovely voice? First, I want to establish, I don't really think that all Filipinos steal. I'm not even sure any do. Um, Did you say that? Some <laughs> do. Notice yes. some do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure some well, do. But I'm sure it's every no, no more different than any other people. Um, 
All right. With that out of the way, you can find me at IcarusFellMD on Twitter. You can find me on the PWC and right here on Hameen Media Group Channel Latitude for the Smack Attack and Uncage, which I guess we'll be doing later today. Um, yes. My uh, non uh, Hammerlock Hangover is a wrestling show I do with Steve Pena. That is on PWC as well as Wrestling Suit Network and all wherever you can find five find podcasts and garden of doom and garden views are non-wrestling shows i dropped a show today on or yesterday actually on conspiracies for garden of doom with my guest b show brian from the break the apocalypse app uh, uh podcast and see the superior um so we had a b and c so i had to be a the merely adequate um and uh garden of doom is esoteric eclectic mythology things that go bump in the night ufos cryptids History and Garden Views is more topical, legal, geopolitical, tech, science. So I have shows on the cryptocurrency, chat GPT, AI, war, um, lots of things on law, but interesting parts of law, especially space law, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. So check those shows out. They're all on the PWC. And uh, the two out of three I was just mentioning are also on Hami Media Group. So and, and I love the support I've been getting on the Hami Media Group. I, you know, I, I don't even ask for the numbers very much, but when I do, they're always much higher than I than I ever really dreamed, to be frank. Hmm. Well, look, first of all, it helps if I can spell properly. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, look, Garden Views is a great, um, you know, app. I like it um, very, very much. And especially Garden of Doom, though, because I love the cryptid stuff and all that kind of things as well. It's super great. I, again, I love what you put out. It's I think it's really good. Thank you. So uh, before I go into my stuff, I want to thank everybody in the chat today. Elizabeth Jerome, uh, Todd Brantley, uh, which Todd and I are now friends on the Facebooks. Cool to see you. Oh. Um, the astronaut, the artist returns. Hey, you made an appearance here at the, at the end. And of course, all the way at the beginning when we had uh, Media M5 and Aaron Ben Shlomo and everybody along those lines. Uh, Jinda Mahal made an appearance. Um, and then we never got to hear from Colin Weinsog nor Labrat, but, uh, you know, that makes for a sad day, but still a good day. We had some good people here. Sir Jim, uh, he has made it. Uh, um, <laughs> he said, Jimmy, what you said, uh, pretty deadly's new interest music is going to bury them. So, uh, interestingly enough, but you want to find me on the internet. You want to find me on, uh, all things, social medias. You can type in Jay Reezy men. Uh, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, you'll find me there. On Facebook, John Enright. And, of course, if you need any kind of uh, mental health services or help or finding out how we can help you, you can always reach me, uh, John, at freedomhousepc.org, and I will be glad to help direct you in the direction you need the help you need. Uh, or if you just need somebody to listen, you can hit me up on any one of those. I'll be glad to just listen to you and help you figure out what it is you need. Uh, and, of course, you can always find us here on the Hameen Media Group, behind the paywall at Channel Attitude, listening to the Smack Attack for a $5 foot long. You can listen to some really, really good stuff. Not just our shows, but all the other shows that are on here. You can hear uh, Stevie and Ben on their review shows, and of course, all the other NXT and all the other shows that they have on here going on that are really, really good. And then, of course, also, you can listen to me on the Academy with Triple D. Um, he's been super busy now that he's oh, back yes. to work. And now that he's, you know, doing stuff, we haven't been able to catch up as much. But we are working on getting another episode of the Academy in um, uh, soon. Uh, with Between my crazy work schedule and him being back to work, uh, it's been um, pretty busy. So, But you can always hear us there. You can go back and listen on the Hami Media channel 
to our shows there, along with Garden of Doom and Garden Views with Jeff's over there. Go check it out, listen to it, have some fun, figure out what it is. Um, I'm going to be honest, Jeff, when the first time your show popped up, I had no clue what the fuck it was. I was like, Garden of Doom, what the fuck is this? Because it just <laughs> magically showed up. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then I've got to know you even more. It's like, I really like this show now. It's given it a few times. It takes, you know, it took me a little bit, but, you know, other people will go, yeah, this is great. So, um, so uh, just make sure that you check those channels out to hear all your favorites on the channels. Um, whether you like them or not, go listen to them and figure out what it is that we have that you do like. And you're going to find you're going to like some really cool people. But with all that said, let's end this show today by saying Night of Champions has returned and the chumps were the Usos last night because they got the chumps. They got chumps uh. super hard. But then the question becomes next week, what will happen? Where does Roman Reigns go from here? And now that he has a new belt. Where do we go forward with Austin Theory and the Brutes and everything along those lines? And Money in the Bank is coming quicker than we think because we have four matches next week to deal with. So who's going to be money and who's going to be funny? And that's the real question. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you and we will all see you next time. So with that, we say 